It's recording. Oh, is it? It is. Good. Okay, so we're ready to get started? Yeah, we're ready to get started. All right. Welcome to The, the Goop Pod. Pod! Hey, everybody, it's episode four. Episode four. I'm episode over. four. We're here! We're finally here, and by the time you're listening to this, there would have been episodes that have finally been published. So. <laughs> we're taking our time. We're taking our sweet-ass time. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard, like, okay, uploading it's so hard. Things. This is first world problems of the first order. <laughs> it's actually really tough um, being a budgeting young um, podcast host. So. <laughs> We're really trying. And uh, to be honest, if you were listening, you haven't had a week of, like, no content yet. That's true. So yeah. why we should actually maintain the illusion yeah, that, that we've we, been doing the right thing the whole time. We're so good at this. The best. <laughs> the best. Okay, so... Uh, should we give an overview of ourselves and the theme of the podcast again, just for people who might be tuning in for the first time? Uh-huh. Okay, as always, we are um, going to be spending the next hour or so making fun of Goop. And if you don't know what Goop is, it started as an online lifestyle newsletter and became a modern lifestyle brand created by anthropomorphic organic yoga mat Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I like it. I know. These are my favorite to write, to be honest. I love, love, love writing those things. Um, uh, So, yes, we are taking a look at her podcast and her lifestyle. And actually, there's something that is... Well, not her podcast, because she doesn't have a podcast. You're right. Okay, it should also be said at this point, before we get too much further into the podcast, as... As our, one of our first segments is always, what are we drinking? What has Liz not drank today? <laughs> I've had a lot. Okay, but I also, I've had an extremely, not tough couple of weeks, but very busy couple of weeks. And this is like the first night that I've had to kind of relax and unwind. Um, and so I did go out to dinner before this. And I had a whole margarita to myself. And then half of my boyfriend's margarita and then we had a shot of tequila before we got here and now I'm just drinking um probably a good two shots of um three shots three three, shot. sh- three shots of citron um vodka over frozen strawberries so I'm gonna get sloppier from here on out um if you were wondering it's, it's not gonna get better sorry yeah that's where we're at everybody yeah. <laughs> and Nick, Nick has to drive me home. So. I can't drink too much, so I imagine that I imagine that um, I will be less enjoyable than usual. <laughs> um, so, yes, we're not reviewing a podcast that Gwyneth Paltrow put it into place. We are the podcast that makes fun of her and her lifestyle. It's not making fun of it. It's just like bringing her back down to reality. It's true. It's just like, hey, we're, we're going to tug at your coattails a little bit and just go, you know, there are real people out there. There are. And and they'd like to have their say. Okay, uh, so let's get to this the disclaimer, shall we? Uh-huh. Would you, would you like to do it this yeah. week? Um, so we do this wait, for... Wait, 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 before you go, I still want to say the B, but continue. Oh, okay. Okay. So, because we have rehearsed this. <laughs> um, yeah, so this podcast is for our own enjoyment only. Mm-hmm. We don't get paid by Goop, obviously. Um, they don't give us free product. Um... I probably wouldn't use it. I'm going to be honest, but um, <laughs> that's but not true. I would use it. I, I would totally be use it. So excited! If Goop sent me free, pod, free uh, look, free product is free product. I'm going to use it. If somebody sends it to me, if Goop were interested in getting in touch with us to send us free product, <laughs> product uh, where how would, would they, they do that? How Nick? would they do that? Do you know the email address? <laughs> I could guess it'd be wrong. No, it's wrong. Let's not put the wrong thing out in the universe. It's mail at the and that's how uh, Gwen. 
you're mm-hmm. out there, if you're listening. That's how you could send Liz free product. Yes. Please send me free product. I love free things. Exactly. In fact, none of the brands or anything that we that we maybe talk about on this podcast sponsor us. We're just two people on the tail end of being millennials. <laughs> I like to think of myself as in the midst of being a millennial. You're on the tail end, though. Depends how I'm feeling that day. Um, who we secretly wish that we could live the life of Gwyneth. And I really do. I really wish I could be Gwyneth Paltrow. I'd be look fantastic. <laughs> um, but we need to find alternative ways to do so. And that's why we're here. Um, we're here to talk about it. We're here to maybe help people accomplish the same. Um, in every episode, we're going to make, go, get, do, and see. But we're not going to do any of the B because the question was to be or not to be, and we chose not to. You're a writer. Yep. I just, Look, I'm proud of that. That. Oh, okay. I'm very proud of that, and you can't take that away from me. Well, okay. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, but actually, before we jump into the actual bulk of the... Um, of the outline per se. There is something I want to talk about that isn't in the outline that I think we need to discuss. Um, and so I'm going to file this under goop scoop, which Nick hates. Nick hates the goop scoop, but we're going to talk about it because we must. Um, the goop scoop this week is, did you see the, um, Gwyneth Paltrow interview on Jimmy Kimmel where, no. Do you not know what this is? <laughs> no. Oh, then I'm so glad I, I get to like, bring this to like you. I don't watch television. Okay, so. I didn't see it. It was in the news. Um, she... And I, I read real news. Did, 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 oh, did, I don't. I did Yahoo. you get to the front page of New York Times? No, no, no. I didn't see it. <laughs> if it's on Yahoo, I am on top of it, and I've read it four times in eight different resources. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, so on. this very specifically, it. she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and um, he was asking her about earthing, which you at home will bullshit. remember. Yes, we're going to get into that later. Spoiler, it's bullshit. That was our challenge for the last uh, couple of weeks that we've been off air. Um, but there, she's talking about it, and she's sort of moving around the subject of it without actually giving any real answers as to what earthing is or how it works. And she's just really kind of... Well, you know what that is? Because her M.O. and Goop's M.O. is that I'm going to talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to talk about the benefits... I'm going to talk what? Yes, you're absolutely right. That is on brand. But as we have also discussed in one of the mini episodes, she's become self-aware. And she became self-aware and she said, um, she all, all of a sudden she goes, she's like, I don't know what the fuck we talk about on the website. <laughs> she, she let it slip. She did. And she, she, I was sitting there and I was just like, we're already we're redundant. Th- we know. You, <laughs> you and I already are out of a job. I'd like to think of what that comment is, is that she's aware of us. Mm-hmm. She's aware of our podcast. And she feels like she's had, she's had an epiphany. She's mm-hmm. woken up and she goes, oh my God, I'm a fraud. <laughs> and she feels bad about it, but she looks at the ledger book and she says, I make a lot of money from this shit. So she says, I have to continue it. I have to be more relatable. But I have to be more relatable. So... And, and that really, I think, is a branding thing, too. She's got, there's got to be, like, a market demographic spreadsheet somewhere in Goop HQ where they're like, they're like, you know, if we dropped our prices by 10%, we can increase sales by 35%. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, there's a, a cold calculation out there that's doing it. Yes. So she's probably like, now, how do I get myself to be more relatable? Because I've already established my, my company at my blog, my company, my shop as this, like, this, this face cream is $7,000. I'm making it <laughs> years younger. Like... Insane, and that's that's I think where she's at. I think she's at this point where she realizes that she's got to kind of become a little bit more down homey, and she's just like, I know it'll do it. I'm going to drop the f bomb on national television, and that'll make me more relatable. Which is 
ridiculous. It's not, well, it's also not the most outrageous thing. No, it's really not. And there's, Because, uh, okay. like, because, like, you're going to, there's going to be probably a good gif of, like, when she says the F-bomb and Jimmy Kimmel goes, oh my god! <laughs> like, you know. And then everyone's just like, oh my god, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's so edgy. She's so edgy. Much like her stint on Glee. I still... I still haven't seen it. I'm going to send you just endless clips from do. after this. This does episode. she sing? Oh yeah, is it is good. I mean, I don't really remember. I remember she dresses as Mary Todd Lincoln in an episode. That is <laughs> Mary Todd. Todd Lincoln. Mary Todd. We have to explain. What is that? Um, my our friend, um, and they're probably listening. Uh, Jim Robinson, who is our number one fan, and his sister Sam. Uh, Jim Robinson used to have a um, a band in high school. I don't know if it was a band so much as it was like a the singing husbands. I think that was it. And they would write music about presidents. And um, so he had a song called Alexander Hamilton, which before the musical came out was actually quite cutting edge. <laughs> it, um, it covers the entire musical in three minutes. If you don't want to watch all of Hamilton, I suggest you go find this video. I still have that song actually in my iTunes. I have most of his music available to me. I think Jim is, I love listening to Jim's music. I really do. He's okay. got this song called Hannibal's at the Gates and I sing it all the time. <laughs> It's like so it. good. This is how we're going to launch his music career. Yes. No, this is because he's like a serious scientist now. And he's just going to be like, oh, no, stop talking about it. But we're just going to put it in. In fact, we should play it a full song on the next episode. I think um, the part of me who's scared of getting sued in this podcast is like, oh, we have to secure those rights. We do. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Um, anyway, uh, she. So the Dude Chicka Dude Chicka Dude Mary Todd was a song that Jim had written, wrote one night. Well, yeah, had written, uh, one night when we were all kind of hanging out and it was just like ridiculous facts about Mary Todd that weren't real. (laughs) Did you know Mary Todd Lincoln invented the cell phone (laughs) 75 years before the actual invention in her mind? (laughs) Do, chicka, do, chicka, do, Mary Todd, do, chicka, do, chicka, do, Todd Lincoln. Um, and we had a good time (laughs) I'm Everyone sure. else is like unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Well, we have no we have no listeners left at this point. That's <laughs> the fact, true. I, the although we've already surpassed our goal of tens of listeners, we are at tens. We of are listeners at tens of, of yeah. listeners. I based upon the statistics that I've been able to find, mm-hmm. um, we have something on the order of like thirty something. So hello to the thirty some of you that are out exactly. there. Exactly. By the time that this episode airs, we'll probably have eight, and we can probably start doing like a weekly like listener profile. <laughs> We'll start, send in your information and we'll, like do a I like walks on the beach or something. We'll read it in one of our. We'll be like, <laughs> we'll be like, I don't know, like yeah. Todd Smith. He's thirty. He's single. He likes long walks on the beach. He also likes the Goop Pod. Do you? It'll be like the Goop Connection. Like, goop Connection. We'll, we'll, like put people together. Yeah, all of like the three people who. Do like you him. think what Paltrow is ridiculous? So does your potential lover. There are four to choose from. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's gay and you're straight. Oh, well, you you crazy kids will make it work. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> so far, so. We've got that. I don't care. Like I said, we said the first episode that tangents are fine, and I'm cool with tangents. We also have a goal of keeping it at about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen tonight. Perhaps not. Let's There's been on. too much booze for that. Okay. Um, so, yes. Just, like, let's wrap up Goop Scoop real quick. Um, so, yes. She's... Gwyneth Paltrow has gotten to the point where she's trying to make herself more relatable, which means that she is aware that she's become unrelatable, which I think 
as I said before, makes us almost redundant. I think we're almost a redundant podcast. Are we sustainable? Oh my God, Nick. Was this worth it? Was well, was it ever sustainable from the beginning? Not really, Not but really. we're gonna try. We're gonna keep going no matter what. Yeah. Oh, um, oh no, we'll get to that later. I was gonna say uh, Goop Mecca, but that's that's happening later. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Okay, um, so are we ready for the first like official segment of the sure. Pod? Okay, ready and go. go! Okay, so. <laughs> This week for the Go Guide, um, I took a little bit of a delve into, because Goop is basically just a gift shop um, for people, they have whole lists of gift shops that you can visit in different cities. How meta. Right? Um, And they do have an online one, but we're not doing that one until next week, um, because this (laughs) is split into two segments. Um, So there are lists of these gift shops that Gwen promotes from city to city, and we're going to talk through a couple of different stores um, to see what type of stores she promotes. And um, I'm also going to do, I did a little research on price points to show you kind of what you're looking to expect at each store that you go to. Um, So I wanted to- I'm already excited. I know. (laughs) Okay, so let's start closest to home again. Um, We're we're in Chicago. Chicago is as close to us as you can get in Milwaukee because she, Gwen Paltrow has never been to Milwaukee. She doesn't even know it's a place. True. Yes. Okay, so um, I picked an absurd favorite store, um, and my absurd favorite was this place called Brimfield. Um, And here's the goop quote. Here's the goop quote about that place. With its fireplace, piles of wool blankets, tartan flasks, plus vintage camping equipment and furniture, this log cabin-like shop, named after owner Julie Fernstorm's favorite plaid, <laughs> is heavy on prep in the best possible way. If the wall of tartan and flannel fabric inspires, reupholstery services are readily available. <laughs> and don't miss the fully refurbished 1970s Airstream parked in back. Kids go nuts for it, and so do adults. Okay. <laughs> Here's the other thing that you need to keep in mind. Um, a wool blanket. A, the aforementioned wool blanket. Yes. The one the one wool blanket that you can buy at the store is $550. So when you said that these were all uh, gift shops, and I was like, okay, like the like stupid place on Michigan Avenue that sells like all the Chicago tchotchkes. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like okay. Or like the gift shop at like the Metropolitan, like the museum. Like, yeah. I'd be like, okay, fine. But like... Gift shop for who? Like <laughs> exactly. Like gift, I mean, I guess five hundred fifty dollars is probably the equivalent of like about fifty bucks for Gwyneth Paltrow. But even that, like fifty bucks, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe that's like fifteen bucks. For I would her. buy like a fifty dollar wool blanket, like a really nice wool blanket. I don't think it's unreasonable. But five, as would I, especially but, if it had like because I have Scottish heritage in my family. Yeah. If it had like the the tartan of my heritage, I would totally spend fifty bucks on that. But eleven times that. No. <laughs> no. Wow. The other thing, too, that I had kind of, kind of ridiculous is um, it's named after her favorite plaid. It's named after her fa- Brimfield. I'm sorry, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, well, no, like, actually, no. I get what it means, but she she's explored this subject enough to know what her favorite plaid is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real. Although, looking at the picture of the store, because all of the lists do have the picture, I'm looking at it just going, like, I want to live there. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand. There is a coffee table in that picture. I just bought the equivalent of that coffee table. Because it's like a mid-century modern. It's great. Yeah. And um, I found one on Craigslist. To be fair, I spent $50 on that. 
on, fit, oh wow, you on, spent fifty dollars on a coffee table. I know, but that's what I mean, though. Is what I'm saying is like a piece of furniture, which is not a blanket. A piece of furniture that is something that I could use for my apartment. I spent fifty bucks on, as opposed to I'm sure that coffee table is somewhere around a thousand dollars. If a blanket is five fifty, yeah. we're just going up. Like the price is wrong. It's very wrong. If that's like the the, the center ground of like what things are going to cost, it's like what can be what could be cheaper. And I'm actually then weirdly interested of like. What is more expensive? (laughs) I didn't do too much comparison. Everything gets higher. Like, the wool blanket is the base level. Like, everything is $5.50 and above. I'm sure they have, like, little gifty things that they don't list on their website, but everything on their website was, like, $5.50 and higher. So you couldn't do better. Um, and in the Chicago stores alone, like the furniture slash home decor stores, the count, there are four on her list that are um, furniture and home decor stores. And my argument here, and I made a count of all of those per city, is that furniture and home decor stores are not gift shops. They're just not. Like, if you're, you're not going to buy your friend a piece of furniture because it's kind of a personal thing. Yeah. I, I get it. The only person that I would ever feel comfortable buying furniture for is probably my boyfriend, and that's because he and I have long, arduous discussions about what furniture we like. And we're very much on the same page, but we're very boring people. Also, if he didn't like it, then he can kind of just suck it up. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Sean. I have impeccable taste, though. It's true. It's true. I also like that you, they have a custom upholstery section. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> And the picture that they have selected to put online is ugly. Like, <laughs> I also like the thing in the background is like, like I, you can barely see this. I'm gonna like, it's like no, I can say, it's I like don't... license plates on clipboards, which and is I, really stupid. It's very weird. It feels very Hollister. Oh my god, that's what this place looks like. It looks like furniture version of Hollister, a nicer version of Hollister, <laughs> which is. Obviously, like, you don't want to get furniture from Hollister. I don't want to live in a Hollister. It smells like that cheap cologne and douchebags. Like, that's what Hollister... And teen angst. And teen angst. Yes. Um, it is a very nice version of Hollister. Yeah. Um, you know, I and I could see a very nice, well-put-together chotch living in that place, but it's not a place I want to be. I don't... Oh, good. We can browse products. Let's see here. Can you browse products? Everything is so... Should we wave hello to Alex, who's sneaking very quietly in the background? So kindly. (laughs) No, no, no. You're doing so well. I wanted to call you out because I'm a horrible person. Okay, I have like a hundred of these mugs in the basement. The Santa ones? Yes. I wonder how much they charge for those. Okay, so um, to explain to you at home who is not looking at the picture, Nick just pulled up a picture um, from the Brimfield store, and they have these Santa face mugs. Um, If you own one, you know exactly what it is. Um, In fact, if you don't, you probably have a pretty good idea. Um, but you can find them in any Goodwill across the country for 25 cents because they're not particularly what the hell attractive. Is all this shit? Like oh, it's- okay, so they, they have basically your run of the mill junk that you can buy at any Yes, I, I need They this have a my- taxidermied squirrel that in, is like, in football yes, gear. In football gear. They have all that Santa stuff. I, we have seen these in World Market. Yeah. For like $8. Yeah. And I bet Estate they are like, sales. I bet they are like. $55 a pop. Yes. Um, what shit? It's... I'm done with this. Okay. It hurts. It hurts to look at because you just go, Ugh! The same look is achievable for much less, but why are you trying to achieve it in the first place? 
It's a tacky look. It's a tacky look. Moving on. Okay. So let's go on to L.A. Um, L.A., uh, my absurd favorite of all of the shops on that list there was this place called Bookmark. Um, And if you don't know what that is, it is a Mark Jacobs run bookstore. Remind people who Mark Jacobs is. He's a fashion designer. I was going to say, I thought that. Yes. So um, here's the blurb from Goop that they, they kind of explain it. As you'd expect from a Mark Jacobs-helmed bookstore, events here feature various artists and musicians, including, recently, Beck. The selection is small. Who hasn't been relevant in a really long time. <laughs> I, what, was the, what was the last time Beck had a top 40? Google that quick while I finish this quote. Um, the selection is small. But the books are meticulously chosen, in many cases for their aesthetic value, which focus on great art, fashion, and photography. They also sell a small selection of cool DVDs, CDs, fun gifts, and accessories designed by Marc Jacobs, including tote bags and colorful laptop cases. So, it's a Borders or a Barnes & Noble, but a thousand times more expensive. And um, I also like that their basic thing is like, these books, these books are more attractive than other books, so you should buy these books. But what is the first thing that they teach you in grade school about books? Don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no one learned, I guess it it is in L.A., and L.A. is all about the look of something. And I do understand that to a degree. Like, when you're staging an apartment or something, mm-hmm. you obviously don't want to put, like... a light. table with a photo shoot for a podcast cover. Yeah, you want, like, books that are just, like, you know, classics. Uh, you want the Jane Austen compendium or whatever. And, like, you certainly aren't going to put, like, the Tim Allen bathroom book on the table. Um, well, you haven't been in my bathroom. So. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a Tim Allen fan. I'm not. <laughs> I lied. I have to come clean. I lied about that. Apologize. I apologize to the listeners who I may have offended. And if Tim Allen's listening, I'm sure your book is fantastic. You know Tim Allen is one of our 30 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> We're going to get a cease and desist letter. That is not true. We don't, Well, actually, I'm going to go ahead. I don't know if that's not true. So. We don't know yet. <laughs> don't know. And since we don't know, we have no way to quantify that, I choose to believe that Tim Allen is one of our 30 listeners. Tim Allen, could you follow us is on, on Twitter? T- Tim Allen, follow us on Twitter. At the Goop Hut. And, um, we'll... We should tweet at Tim Allen once a week until he answers us. I would like it if he blocked us. <laughs> Tim Allen and Gwyneth Paltrow. We gotta start tweeting each of them once a week. All we need is someone to retweet us and then we go viral. <laughs> Okay, and I, I have to add, this, there was another thing on the website that they said about Bookmark. And it, they said that they created Bookmark because bookshops were disappearing. And I was like, if shops like Borders and Barnes & Noble are having trouble staying open to begin with, Bookmark is not going to survive. Do you know, okay guys, okay, print industry is dying. Okay, everyone's going e- e- uh, digital. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do to get people to buy our books? Uh, make them really expensive? Yes. That's the... Because you only have to sell Brilliant! a couple. You only have to sell a couple. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we only need to sell three, and we're already at our quota for Those, the month. The staff meetings are like, okay, guys, if we don't pay buy, th- if we don't sell three books today, <laughs> we're not going to be able to pay rent. <laughs> Come on. 
Come on, guys. Stacy, you gotta sell a book. <laughs> and the thing is... And maybe like, a cool DVD. And <laughs> here's the thing. I'll bet the most people that actually shop there are people who stage homes. I'll bet it is because they want books that have, like, no, nothing discernible on the cover. Like, do you ever... have? You, I, we've walked through Pottery Barn and stuff before. Yeah. They have, like, bundles of books that you can buy that are just... The covers are just white paper. Like, they're not... Yeah. Yeah, and that is that's always ridiculous to me because if that aesthetic is super important to you. Again, just like go to Goodwill, buy a crappy mm-hmm. Jody Peacold and then like you know, decoupage that thing Ugh. white. Yeah, you're never going to read it anyway. Uh, God no. Yeah, just use I, it for these. I have trust issues after that one book. As you should. As you should. As we all should. Jody Peacold. Mm. And actually, here's the thing. I've never read a Jody Peacold book. I'm basing this off of your experience with her because you don't like her I just, that much. I just, this is why I have trust issues. <laughs> um, so, we oh, also... Oh, by the way, Beck's last top 40 was in 2005. Oh, really? Okay. And you know what? Let's not judge. Let's not judge, like, an artist's worth by in their top 40. Mm. Um, but let's just see when the last time... That's Beck- just a rough guesstimate of, like, relevance, though, as top 40. But, I mean, I suppose you could also look at, like, when the last time the Beatles had a top 40 and then... Yeah, true. So I just but went- the thing is, I can't name a single Beck song. And, you know... Can you can- name a Beck album? No. I couldn't before just now. What What are they? What? What are some... What is he even saying? I know I know who Beck is... Like, it's like those artists that you've heard of, and you're just like, yeah, Beck, so deep. But you're like, I've never heard any Well, because Beck was one of those people that was just, like, fashionable to make fun of in the 2000s at some point. I yeah. know what he looks like. He's, he, I don't know. I've never heard any. I don't think I've ever heard a Beck song. Let's, let's see what we can find. I don't think we can actually play a Beck song. I think that's the thing. Yeah, let's, we'll play it off air later. Um, we'll figure it out. But I'm absolutely sure I've never heard a Beck song. And if I did, I'm not a fan. <laughs> It why, went in and out. Because like, you know why? I've never Shazam something like, oh, I'm into this. And I'm like, oh, it's Beck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I... I'm, I'm doing chores. I'm feeling good. You know what? I need some Beck. I need no. some Beck. I need some of his uh, his like early Golden Fields <laughs> album. Like That's what I feel like. No, feel do like, you know who's good for cleaning your house? Gloria Estefan. That's who's good for cleaning your house. Well, you're going to start like moving around kind of quick and like... Yes! <laughs> Come on, take your body, baby. Do that kind of good. No, you can just... I that was again that was a mother type favorite like when we would clean the house she would put on Gloria Estefan I see that yeah I see that and I love her the Miami Sound Machine please oh (laughs) I would buy that CD every day of the week (laughs) so the list of people we need to tweet once a week Gloria Estefan Gloria Gloria (laughs) Tim Allen Tim Allen Gwyneth Paltrow yes and Beck Beck. answer. He's got nothing else going on except bookmarking. Someone, someone tweets him and he's just like, oh, someone knows I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> a lifeboat! Oh, we're terrible people. Okay, so on the LA list, there are roughly, like, there are roughly 12 furniture and home decor places included on the LA list of gift shops. That oh, I just looked up bookmark. Oh, yeah. Bookmark is spelled annoying. Too. It is. It's because it's spelled like Mark J- <clears throat> Jacobs. Oh god, it's annoying. I also hate the giant billboard on top of it. Um, yes, it's like I'm like okay, kind of green, green clad building. I'm like okay. I no, like it looks it. like a Mark Jacobs label. Like if you were to buy yeah. clothing, that's what the label looks like, and that's why it looks like that. I hate it. How much does like a book cost there? 
You'd have to. I tried to figure it out, and they have like no prices listed. I think it's one of those things that if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, it's sort of like when you go to a Scotch bar or something. They don't put any of the prices next to it, and you're like, "Oh, I better have my paycheck today." Like, God. <laughs> I got four drinks, and I'm already like overdrawn. <laughs> I had so much overtime too. <laughs> It's all gone. What happened? Ramen for the next two weeks, bitch. Because <laughs> you had to go to the Marc Jacobs store. But I bought a really good copy of And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Ironically, it just had the title on the cover and the pages were all blank. That's the point. I know. It's so deep. It's minimalist. It's minimalist. Beck once touched it. <laughs> Um, oh, and I didn't include this on the Chicago list, but the Chicago list had like two or three apothecaries, um, which I stopped including because I thought I was just like, what? Um, and LA doesn't have any apothecaries. I thought there were going to be more. So I started kind of, yeah. Um, however, like I said, they do have 12, roughly 12 furniture and home decor stores. I said roughly 12 because some of them do sell some other things as opposed to just furniture and home stuff. Uh, but in general, they sell mostly just furniture. And again, I'm I'm going to say this after every single one of these we do. Furniture is not a gift that you bring people. That is not a, that is a gift for yourself. Yeah. You you unless if you know somebody intrinsically, you should not be buying them furniture. Also, it's like if someone was just like, "Hey, here's this like here's this like dining room table," I'd be like. Well, thanks. This doesn't go with anything I have, and now I also have a dining room table, so what the fuck do I do with this thing? Yeah, it's like I have a dining room table that I spent months or weeks or however much time picking out because it would look good with what my things are and my Mm. aesthetic, and I like it, and it was something that I wanted. And now I need to figure out what to do with this. And now I'm going to put this piece of crap on Craigslist and sell it to somebody named Tony who needs something for his college apartment, and, and it's going to be used ex- solely for beer pong. And then every time Gwen comes over, she's going to be like, where's the dining room table? I'm like, oh, it's at my weekend house. <laughs> In the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. And she's like, she's like, let's go. And I'm like, ah, I don't have a hey, We have no way to get there. We'll take my private jet. Oh, no. Ah, and then you get on the jet to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, I've seen Ina Garten's house once. So I think I can find it. Like, hope she's not home. Like, you accidentally end up at like Robert Downey Jr.'s house and he's like, not again. He's like, Gwen, I never wanted to see you again. <laughs> okay. Piper so, Pods. Ah. Pepper Pods? I, this is the second time I've done that. <laughs> okay. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to London. Um, and in uh, Old London Town, my absurd favorite... Oh, no, I didn't. I don't think I wrote down the name of the shop. I'll find it. Okay. Um, I can I can read the quote. Um, it's a flower shop. This is why I thought it was absurd. Well, this is also, like, weirdly the most gift shop place that, that we've seen so far, then. It's, it's true. But, okay, here, here's what I... listen. Let's listen to the blurb. Okay. Flowers in antique glass jars, succulents, large and small, steampunk kids' clothes, pressed flowers. It all may sound a little Etsy-esque, and well, it is. But it's so well achieved and so aesthetically pleasing that it's hard not to fall for. Oh, uh, Botanique. That's the name of the place. Both a florist shop and a shop for artisan wares opened up in its sprawling woodline space on Exmouth Market in October and already promises to be a fixture on the local craft scene with a series of seasonal workshops for those interested in picking up a few skills. And 
you are right. This is more a gift shop than some of the other places, but why steampunk kids clothes? That was really random. I was weirdly on board with this place until, until yeah. they were like steampunk children's clothes. Well, and again, like in, very much in my argument that furniture is not a gift you bring people, uh, unless if you are going to London and like staying with people there, that's a gift. But the idea of like going somewhere is the idea of bringing gifts back for people and flowers aren't going to last. And most people can't like travel with them. Well, I guess like if you're in, if you're in London and like you're going to be meeting up with friends later, you might stop and get like a gift. Um, weirdly. Well, that's my argument too. It's like, yeah, then it's kind of a gift shop. But other than that. I'm on their website and I love it. And it's also not crazy expensive. Which, yes. And I, you know, I think it's just, a, the, it is the steampunk's kids clothes that really threw me over the edge. You know, they don't have those on the website. They don't. No. So maybe they don't have There's them There's a reason for that. Because people would think it's ridiculous and it is. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to see a little tiny person running around in a steampunk outfit? I mean, that would be adorable, but That's still you, but I look, I would love to see a kid running around dressed as like little tiny Nikola Tesla, but I, at the same point, just don't need to go to a shop for that. I'll figure oh, something out. Gorgeous. <laughs> Nick is like, we're moving to London. We're going to go. My sham wedding. I'm going to have, I'm going to have him do the, do the, do the flowers. <laughs> they, it, they are very, very, it, it's a beautiful looking shop. Uh, it's also not crazy expensive. Uh, so. give, give, let's rattle off some prices. Uh, for okay. example, I found this hand printed tote bag with leather straps. It's 45 pounds. Um, What's so, the conversion uh, rate on that? Well, there was just an election there, so, the, so, the <laughs> so going, we don't know. So the pounds are going crazy. Yeah. But let's see here. Let's see, forty-five pounds, two dollars, like fifty-one-ish, fifty-seven, fifty-seven. I was off a bit. Oh, can I plug something for for either you or listeners at home? Um, there is a fantastic British um, like talk show. It's called The Last Leg, and it's hosted by Adam Hill. And it's my favorite. All of the episodes are on YouTube, and they had an excellent special on the most recent election. It's like a two-hour special. It's great. You should watch it later. The UK election. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It came out, like, last week, last Saturday. Okay. Um, it's really good. I'll send you the link later. But um, viewers at home, you can find it, too. Last Leg. I'm such a fan. Cool. Like, so uh, now we're, <laughs> we're tweeting Last Leg. Last Leg. Uh, Back. They've got, like, they've got, like, accessories on there. So, like, 18 to, like, 35 pounds. So, 40-ish dollars U.S. I mean, I guess that's, that's not bad, but... Especially for Gwyneth Paltrow, this is real cheap. I suppose that's true. For her, that's like, you know, two, three bucks. They even have a section here, which I kind of like. Um, they're like under 10, under 20, under 35. Okay. I like stuff like that because sometimes you're like, I want to get a gift for so-and-so, but I'm not spending more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> I understand this. I do. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It's cute. But again, like I said, I, I understand they have accessories and stuff, but in general, it is mostly a floral place. Yeah. Who, and, and unless if you are going to London and then going to a dinner party immediately and you're getting something for the host, who travels with florals? You can't. It's impossible. Unless if you have a private jet. I was going to say, Liz, you, you, you hand it to your assistant. You get on your <laughs> private jet. The, and it the, magically... The flowers are put in a, va- a vase. A, a very, vase. A very beautiful vase. vase. Yes. You probably got a selection on them on your, on your, um, on your jet. Mm-hmm. And then you, ru- then you land and you know, you know, Morocco or wherever you're going for a fun thing. Then like you bring these exotic flowers to your host in Morocco. Hmm. And so you like pick them up for lunch and then you, you're in Morocco by dinner. And like, I, is this not the life that you live? I mean, it is, but I don't want to like flaunt it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're being modest. I'm being modest. 
surprise, we're Richard the Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> That's the twist of the whole series. We get to the end. In episode we're... four, we are Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you. Just, <laughs> I am. I pull off a mask. I'm just like, hi guys, Earthing. <laughs> that would be Gwyneth Paltrow's South Park character. Is just like, hi guys. Earthing. Earthing. Earthing, earthing, quartz, earthing. Earthing. Mount Vesuvius grass. Like, <laughs> fuck! Chris Martin sucks. <laughs> Conscious and couple. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Texas, shall we? Okay. Chantwee. Okay, so my, my absurd favorite for that list is a place called Uncommon Objects. Um, and that is religious paraphernalia. <laughs> Old scientific posters. Oh, God. Cowboy boots. I hate it. Turquoise jewelry. It's weirdly Me- the best thing on the list. Mexican striped blankets. Okay. Horseshoes. And a good amount of taxidermy. Not too much. No. Nope. Not too little. Just the, the right amount. amount. Give this antique curiosity shop a particularly southwestern feel. The seemingly endless happenstance groupings. So even they know it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, there's just crap everywhere. There's this crazy person in a corner who's just like, religious paraphernalia and this weird old tiny (laughs) science poster. I, well, and that feels, that feels so, um, the dichotomy of that hurts my brain. The juxtaposition, if you will. Yeah. Um, because I feel like religious paraphernalia, and I don't know what that means. Like, do they, what do they mean by that? Look um, it up. See if they, there's any of that in there. Like, the, like crosses and um, that thing Virgin the priest, Mary. like, throws around that puts smoke yeah. out there. Oh, I uh, this is a little off topic, but that's okay. I just did a play where there was somebody who was playing a nun in there and somebody gave her a rosary um, as part of her costume, and she came in and she was wearing it as a necklace. And I'm mm. not Catholic, but I knew I don't think you wear rosaries. No, you kind of, you use them for prayer or you have them on your hand. I was going to say, don't you use them for, like, prayer or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I knew that enough because I feel like I had done another show years ago where somebody had tried to do that. And they were like, oh, don't do that. That's very, very sacrilegious to use rosaries and that. She's like, I think it's really fetch. <laughs> yeah, I think it's real cute. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> it's not a thing. Okay, um, so let me finish this quote real quick. The seemingly endless happenstance groupings and displays that line every nook and cranny of this quirky old shop mean you'll feel a bit lost. Oh, God, it looks so stupid inside. There's also not a shop online. It's literally a tourist attraction is what this is. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, a real shop. Oh, good. They put, like, a sepia filter on every Mm -hmm. photo. Oh, and something, um, so the furniture home decor decor count for uh, Texas is three. She still has, like, three furniture stores listed, which I'm less like, stop doing that. Um, Oh, God. Yeah, okay, sorry. Nick Nick showed me a picture of tax. Like, is that a badger? It's a badger. Ugh, stop it. I don't understand taxidermy as a, a home decor thing. I really don't. Oh no, what's happening? Um, I had planned on taking a nap tonight and that was my alarm to wake up. <laughs> but then you wanted to record. Well, we need another episode. That's true, we are, we are virgin. We're dwindling, we needed to record. That's true. Um, it is a terrifying looking place. I looked through a couple it's of really pictures. It's terrifying, I'm never going to go there. Please don't. 
Okay, so not text or not <clears throat> um, tweeting and comment on I think it, it, it's also important to mention, um, of all the lists that are listed, Texas and Chicago are significantly shorter than any other list. Like London, super long. New York, super long. Um, London, super long. Again, it's like... Do you think that Gwen is like spending time in these places? Like, is she, she's spending a lot of time in Chicago? I I am beginning to question. I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow's ever been to Chicago unless if it was for like a layover. I don't think she's ever been there. Are you googling it? I just don't know if there's like a way that we'd be able to to quantify that. Yeah. Without asking her, we should just tweet her and see if she answers. That's going to be our tweet this week. Gwen, have you ever been to Chicago? I'm not going to do that. I'll do it. You can do it. I have. She has been there. Yes. For what? She was there for Chicago Ideas Week, and she was a speaker. Yeah, but that means it's like hotel and then home, like airport. That's well. Have and you seen the the itinerary for? Is she for three things? Weekend? Yes. She probably looked out of her hotel and like these are the three things. These are the three things. So it was her who put together that list. But I don't think she's spending much time in Texas either. I really don't see that as being a thing. Who knows? Um, who cares about her anyway? <laughs> Apparently, we do. We have a whole podcast dedicated to her life and poking holes in it. <laughs> True. Um, okay, so let's move on to New York. Um, NYC. NYC, baby! Um, what's the thing that they say on uh, um, uh, Tina Fey show? Uh, what is it? 30 Rock. Where, where she's like trying to quote that Alicia Keys song and she says it wrong. I'm going through 30 Rock again right now. Oh, are you? I okay. have not gotten It's there. funny. Watch 30 Rock. Actually, my favorite one is when they have Jane Krakowski singing for the live show. She's like, it's the the 30 Rock live show. It's 30 Rock live. Yes, it is. It's 30 Rock live. Such a good episode. So, we're tweeting Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Beck. Beck. Gwen Paltrow. Who else? Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan. <laughs> the list is so long. The list is so long. Okay, home listeners, we're going to need you to take on some of this tweeting because it's too much. It's too much. Hashtag the goop pod. <laughs> Hashtag the goop pod. Okay, anyway, okay, back to it. Um, so my absurd favorite for New York is um, CW Pencil Enterprise. And this has a real long goop quote, so buckle in. Um, I'm buckled in. As far as specialty shops go, CW Pencil Enterprise is downright granular. What is that? Okay, stop. I know what granular <laughs> means, but what does this like mean in, like, without any sort of context? I think it'll go into it. So, I mean... It better. L- listen to the name of the store, CW Pencil Enterprise. As specialty shop goes, this pen- pencil enterprise is downright granular, which means oh. it only sells pencils. I get it. Okay. I'm okay. No, no, no. Out. That's okay. It's okay. Cutting that uh, out. Don't leave it. Uh, let the people know that you're real. Um... <laughs> uh, it's a shoebox size. It's shoebox sized, and therefore really we sell one thing, <laughs> and therefore really easy to miss. So keep an eye out for the pencil drawing, which the owner Carolyn Weaver puts up in lieu of traditional signage. <laughs> so she just puts up a drawing. And so like, stupid. If I draw it, they will come. No, they don't. <laughs> I wonder what the sales are for these places. Like, how does this place survive? I'm like, betting that all these people are like trust fund babies, and they, they just get to like open a place and never make money. But it's just like, yeah, I own a shop. I want a shop of pencils. 
pencils. It's why... We're not even halfway through the quote yet. (laughs) Inside, the floors are black and white checkered, and the shelves are lined with neatly labeled jars of pencils and on-theme art. Make good use of the pencil testing station, which is set up on a mid-century desk and topped with vintage-looking sharpeners and old-school notebooks, while the staff... In parentheses, it's usually Weaver herself manning the store. Drop knowledge about each pencil's province, history, color, and optimal muse. Uh, Carolyn Weaver carries amazing stationery, brands like Craft Design Technology, Tombow, and Field Notes. And then there's a Pencil of the Month Club and custom pencil services, which the owner fulfills herself by hand with an antique hot foil press. Um, I broke Nick, everyone. I don't understand. I don't get it. I... Like, I... Uh, no, okay, okay, I take this back. Um, a portion of it. And I'm going to clarify. So there's something about, like, a writing utensil that I very much like. Like, I have very specific pens I buy mm-hmm. because I like a very specific pen. Sure. It has to kind of scratch the paper a little bit. It has to be really fine, but not too fine, but mm-hmm. it also can't be thick. It can't bleed a lot, but it has to have a nice inky ink to it. Like, I understand, I understand, and I, I will spend, like, like when I go buy pens, it's like, yeah, I'll spend, like, $10 on a two-pack. Sure. But... I don't think I, I like. I'm going to stand in a call, like in the like in the store with somebody being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that new Pilot G2." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, a pencil is not a thing that I've ever needed in my life. If I'm ever searching for something, it's usually like if I need a pen, it's usually to sign something important, which means I can't use a pencil. And if I find a pencil, I'm upset. I don't want that pencil in my life. As a left-handed person, the pencil gets on my my palm, Mm -hmm. and it makes me very... Devil child. I know. uh The Catholic school I went to for (laughs) a short short portion of my life did attempt to beat it out of me. Are you serious? Yeah, they didn't like that. They may not beat it out of me. No, 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 but I I didn't think that was the thing that still happened. Yeah, not a thing. Not a thing. And then, like, also, like, sports, you know, like, they, like bows and arrows and things like that there's like right-handed ones so like when i moved to out of the from that area um like for the longest time it's like oh you're left-handed let me get you the one left-handed bow and arrow and like i actually can just do it the other way because it's really not that big deal i don't care about being good at this like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i've given up on this a long time ago a long time ago i'm never gonna need to hunt elk <laughs> if, if that's what it comes to well then yeah I guess I'll take my shoes off and then like if I'll just I had, come if, to Earthing. <laughs> if, if I end up in the Hunger Games, I would rather just die in those first five minutes anyway and be, like, the first person that night. Exactly. And, you know, it's, you know if, honestly, the apocalypse came upon us, I'm just going to find Gwyneth Paltrow and then you'd be like... How scary would an apocalypse be? And I mean this from the sense of, like, my skills as a performer. If we're blasted back to the Iron Age, I'm not relevant again for another 500 years. <laughs> You're going to be like, but I can make a really good table setting. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I can do. That's not entirely true. I do have some, like, construction skills. But still, like, in general, like, nobody's going to need a witty podcast again for a while. It's the thing that people will need most. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... And like I said, it's just like, I don't... I don't get a pencil story. Um, I... I know. The most connected I've ever felt as, as far as, like phrases that pertain to pencils 
is in You've Got Mail when Tom Hanks is describing, this is so weirdly minuscule, but he's got that line where he's like, I love fall and something about freshly sharpened pencils. And if I could, I would give you a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. And I was like, that I get. But again, I'm not spending $20 on a pencil. So the the Pencil of the Month Club is actually a quarterly Pencil of the Month Club. <laughs> oh. oh, actually, I get, this makes sense. They send you three pencils. So I guess, like, technically it's, like, a pencil for a month. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Should we sign up? It is sold out. Oh! It's also $30 a quarter. <laughs> $30 for three pencils. That's Hold 10 on. bucks No, a actually, this is kind of cool. I kind of, actually, I take back all Don't, the hate of this. They're brainwashing you. Nicholas. No, it's like, it's kind of stupid, but at the same time, like, I like, I, actually, it's kind of neat. Like, this woman, like, really obviously likes pencils. I don't mm. think she, like, wakes up in the morning. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to the pencil shop. Like, <laughs> I think she, like, really is weirdly into these things. And, like... She likes her pencil shop. And so, like, so what you get is you get three pencils, at least three pencils, mm-hmm. at least a pencil accessory, a sharpener, eraser, an extender, etc., a wild card item, such as a notebook, a pencil case, or more accessories, exclusive, exclusive ephemera. Ephemera. I don't know. I don't know what, what, that's, don't know that's what that witty. is. That's witty. I'm sure it's something to do with, like, pencils, but, like... That's kind of odd. Uh, ephemera is a fun thing that's that means it's a fancy word that means things that exist or used or enjoyed for only a short time. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a useful word. I'm going to oh, use okay. it all the time. Uh, so items of collectible memorabilia, typical written or printed ones. So like something written or pencil, Ooh. something on uh, on theme. Got so um, or whatever else we are excited about. It's very vague. I like yeah. it. I like it. Don't do well, they're non-committal because they're like they're like. Well, I don't want to commit to it. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. So the, when this is the next one um, ship? The next box will box will ship June first. Be sure to sign up before May twenty fifth. But they're sold uh, out. We'll have to try. Uh, we'll have to try after the next one. Um, uh, I'm gonna do it. Siri, remind me in two months to uh, sign up for the pencil. Huh? Okay, I'll remind you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but I'm gonna buy a box. <laughs> I w- w- then we have to review it on the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once it gets here, I um, think it's kind of cool. All right. Well, we'll try it. We'll see. We'll, or is, it, is it two months? So like, wait, when it, so it ships July one. So we have to do it before the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is two months. It's fine. Okay. Um, New York also gets an honorable mention because I was about to do this one store. And then as I kept reading, I hit the pencil store and I was like, nope, this is the one. The other thing too is like, because I'm like such a techie person, I'm like, why don't you just like get an iPad with an Apple pencil? And have an Apple <laughs> uh, yes. Um, that is a very expensive pencil then. Although... I see its significance. It's $99. I really want one. <laughs> okay. Um, so, honorable mention is the store called um, Creel and Gow. And the, the blurb for that, there's a lot more to it, but this is the thing that gave me pause. It goes, if you're looking for a hand-blown glass hammer and nails, you'll find it there. I... I just had this conversation with somebody at work today where I was just like, God, I need a hand-blown glass hammer and nails. <laughs> this is something I need for... Where do I find it? Now I've given it? you the place to go. It's like I maybe read the, the outline in advance, which yeah. is not true. But, <laughs> um, God, I'm so happy I found it. Um, yeah, I just thought that was super ridiculous. Because, I, I, And again, I understand. Art is art. It, you have to appreciate things like that. But I don't want it in my house. Like, I don't want to buy a hand-blown glass hammer. What would you use that for? 
You'd put it out. You'd like put it out on a coffee table and be like, look, I have this hand blown glass hammer and nails. I'd rather have an herb garden. I keep saying that, but I won't want one. I'd rather have an herb because that's usable. I cook a lot. Yeah. I kind of <clears> excited <throat> for my new apartment because I'm going to like put like a sideboard table in front of like the, the With a hand blown glass hammer well, and nails. Yeah. And then like my beautifully, my, my succulents that I import from London. And oh, that's wonderful. Actually, there's some really, this, okay, this is my hoity coming out, but there's some really nice ones at Whole Foods right now that come in like a cement. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they're great. I got one today. <laughs> I'm actually going to buy a bunch of succulents at Ikea when I go next. Are you really? They're hearty and they last long. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care if you forget to water them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the furniture and home decor count for the New York list is four. They had four furniture and home decor places. And it features another floral shop. Again, d- don't buy florals as gift for people. Gifts for people. They're not going to last long enough. Everyone's going to be sad. Well, I think it's like a, an allegory for life because friendships die. So you have to flowers because <laughs> oh. I know it's going to die soon. <gasps> oh, that's sad. Okay. <laughs> Um, also, I, I think it's worth noting that um, the list for New York was much shorter than I anticipated it being. It was nothing compared the London list. But I suppose that makes sense because Gwen lives in London, right? I don't know if that's true. I think she, because Chris Martin was, I think they lived in London together. They probably lived in London or they had a house in London. Yeah. But she, she didn't, I don't think she ever lived in New York. Or if she did, it wasn't recent. It wasn't or she during the goop times. in New York. That's a possibility, know. too. I don't really care. Okay. Um, and that actually kind of concludes our go for this week. This is part of a two-part segment next week. Um, we only covered five of the gift shop lists on this episode. Next week, we're going to cover Paris, Portland, San Francisco, and the online gift uh, list that you can go to. But we have a pod pick for all these like, crazy <laughs> places. We do. We have to move on to that. So my our pod or um, our suggestion to you is to buy local. And I realize that a lot of the places that we just listed are technically local, but not in the way that we're sort of um, recommending. Um, what In what way are we recommending? So uh, do a little bit of research about the city that you're going to. Find out what local craftsmen do, or um, specifically farmer's markets. Um, and I'm going to plug something that, again, we are not paid to plug this product, but I think it's really good. We, You and I went to a farmer's market not long ago, and um, I got a product that they sell here in Milwaukee. It's called Five Lilies, and oh, yes. it's, it's a jam. I was like, where are you going with this? No, no, no. It, and it was amazing. Um, it was like a blueberry peach lavender jam, and it was mm-hmm. just perfect. It was so, so good. Um, that was the farmer's market at the uh, Mitchell Park Domes. At the Mitchell Park Domes. And which the cool thing about that is that is also like a you can go to the farmer's market and you can see the domes. So you're getting a landmark at the same time you're getting these sort of great local Twofer. vendors. A yeah. Twofer. I had a Belgian waffle with like these bourbon like cherries on that. Oh, oh. So, and like this Villa Vanilla Bean Mascarpone cheese. Oh, so good. I had an empanada. I literally went so back good. next weekend yeah. expecting <laughs> to get there and my, I dragged my sister there and, we're like, and she's like, are you going to get anything? I'm like, I'm looking for the waffles. I'm looking for the waffles. <laughs> She's like, "Do you, are you going to get anything? I'm just like, not anymore because there's no waffles. I'm so upset. I was really upset. I have to leave. I have to leave after I stop at the honey store. <laughs> But again, I think honey is also a really good, like, gift for people, too, because that's another thing. It's like, you can put it in tea. You can use it as a sweetener in baked goods. Mm-hmm. It, it, especially if it comes in a very, like, pretty jar. I don't even need it, it to up. be, like, in a pretty jar. I just like honey. I do, And too. I like expensive honey. I love like, expensive honey. And, like, the fancy And by kind. expensive, I mean, like, $12, which like is the, not expensive. And I like the fancy kind that's, like, sometimes, like, it's a vanilla honey. And I'm like, I like it. I'm, I, I, like, I, can, I subscribe to that. I, lavender honey? Oh, lavender honey. Are you joking me? I'll bathe in the stuff. 
There's that episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's like, lavender, that's a smell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, for our listeners at home, about... 40% 40% of what Nick and I say are just Quotes references to other, to other things. And of those 40%, a solid 15 are things that Tina Fey created. <laughs> She's a goddess and a treasure. <laughs> we should do a podcast about Tina Fey. I'd be fine with that. We should do a Tina Fey podcast. Let's get this one up and running. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get this one. That will our pot our next podcast empire. This is like making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. Our next one is going to be in reverence of Tina Fey. All the things. Oh, we should do like one that's like um like an episode of uh, we should Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Yeah, we should do. We should review Thirty Rock. One episode a day. Yeah, or one episode a week. Yes, I agree. Okay, we should. do Okay, that. that's that's a good idea. I won't cut that out. Yep. <laughs> let's not get the next million dollar idea. Yeah. Uh, so that before other people do it um okay so uh should we move on to the no, oh. hardest part of creating a podcast is a witty title <laughs> <laughs> um oh but the, my other point was is like why do you have to buy gifts where you go why is that a th- i understand if you're like maybe getting something for yourself or you know if you're getting a gift for a friend but at the same time it's I don't so know. like sometimes i like to get a little like um um and like well last time like when i went to san francisco last it was the first time i ever met there and i was kind of excited to be there so i got like little kitschy gifts for like like people in my family i didn't get you anything i'm sorry you got me candy or something did i you got me like a candy thing that's in liz on it I don't think that was from San Francisco. Oh, wasn't it? It was like the airport. <laughs> I don't know. But the point is, is like stupid little things. So like I got like, um, um, I can't remember what I got my mom. Oh, I got like, it's like, she likes magnets. So I got like this magnet. It was like the Golden Gate Bridge. And it was like this thing. I got my brother like this patch from Alcatraz. And I can't remember what I got Katie. But like. The, something. I got, I got her something. I got like stupid little things. So, <coughs> Which, oh, yeah. I got my mom also like this like stupid little walrus that was wearing like a San Francisco um, uh, like hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> from Fisherman's Wharf, but, like, yeah, it was, like, I like, I like sometimes, like, stupid little gifts. The thing is also, like, stupid little gifts. I didn't spend more than, like, $15 on any of these things. Yeah. So, like... And that I understand, but I, I don't, I can't, like, furniture is not a gift you pick up for somebody in another city. That's true. The thing is also, is I kind of, like, I prefer, like, gifts that are, like, smaller, more meaningful gifts. Yeah. Like, like even, like, stupid little ones. Like, I went on this trip. I thought you when I was there, and it's like, oh, you thought about me when you were on your trip. Like, One of my favorite things I actually ever got from somebody who was on another trip is they, and this is such a weird thing, but it was so specific to me, is I had some friends that went to Portland, and they went into mm-hmm. a vintage store, and they saw this, like, vintage 70s dress. Yeah. And they were like, Liz would really like that. I mean, and, and they could see that it was something that I would probably alter um, and wear on a regular basis after I had a chance to, like, take a pass at it with the sewing machine. And they brought it back. And that, that's now it's that red dress with the high neck that I yep. wear all the time. And mm-hmm. that's that's it was such it was so personalized to me. And I think they did tell me they were like, we didn't spend more than five or ten bucks on that dress. Um, and it was perfect. It was exactly something that I would have wanted. And it doesn't necessarily scream Portland, but when I see it, I think of Portland. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think of the people who got it for you and yeah. all that stupid stuff. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God. Okay. So on. let's move on to the, the next thing. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Get! Okay, so we're into get. Um, and the Paltrow pick for that, so this, uh, get, uh, just as a reminder, is all of the things that you can buy on Goop, which is varied and there's a lot of it. Oh, um, supplements. The Goop supplements. And Nick, the second we started this podcast, like within 12 hours, Nick sent me a text about these supplements. It was like, we have to talk about this. And um, that was when it went into the... Uh, <laughs> 
I'm starting laughing because Nick is eating the vodka soaked fruit from my drink. So much vodka. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Whee! Um, so the goop supplements. Okay. Um, here's what they say about the goop supplements on the website. We worked with four goop doctors to create vitamin and supplement regimens to address the acute needs of the women they see in their practices every day. That was very choppy how I read that, but I'm fine with it. Um, so it's $90 for one month of supplements. $90. And $120 for three months of supplements. $90. <laughs> and what GP Gwyneth Paltrow calls them the gold standard of supplements. Of course she does, because her name's on them, and she's trying to sell them. She's not going to be like, oh, these are kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. Um... And here is the thing. Like, I'm I'm a vegetarian, so a lot of times people do recommend that I take, like, an iron supplement or um, a vitamin B supplement. Stuff that I'm not going to get from uh, the foods that I eat, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I also eat relatively healthy, so um, I do get a lot of the nutrients from my food. Yeah. Um, which is something we'll talk about in, in a little bit. <clears throat> I just... Um, I'm going to move right into the pod pick because most of the things that I could bring up or could say about supplements are into the pod pick. um, Well, I think the other thing too is like, number one, I think that's expensive. Uh I mean, I guess it comes down to like $3 or like a dollar something a day. If you're like doing the the three month version. Sure. I just think it's a lot of money. I think it's on supplements on supplements. The other thing too is like, are these really that amazing? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think like, Number one, um, supplements are generally not regulated, generally speaking. Like, we're not doctors, so you should really speak to your doctor about these types of things. But, like, generally supplements are not regulated by the FDA. Most of them are not. Most of them are not. So it's like, is this really good? Is this actually good for me? What are the long-term health effects of using something like ginger root weed? I don't know. Well, the other thing that needs, I think, should be said is that supplements specifically... Only so much of that can be absorbed by your system. Yeah. I think we talked about this once. We probably did, but I don't think on the podcast. Um, We just talked about this. Only so much of a supplement can be absorbed in your system, and the rest of it, you urinate out. Like, you're not... It's not going to stay in your system if Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself pure vitamin C. Like, if you were to take five vitamin C, which is not healthy anyway... Most of that, you're going to just lose. You're going to urinate it out. Because generally supplements probably, I don't know, remember from my biology days, uh, like water soluble. So your body only can absorb so much. And then you're literally pissing out like $1.50 worth of vitamins a day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like you should speak to your doctor and like you should find out what your doctor thinks you should be using. Because guess what? Your doctor probably has done like, you know, you go do those fasting things or like, you know, get the blood work done. Yeah. And it's like, hey, these are the things that you probably should do. You should probably use. Yeah. I think. And your doctor probably can recommend ones that are like not $90 a month. It's always a good idea to to check with a medical professional before you do stuff. You start like, Although, let's talk about the marketing of these supplements. Because you have said that you think the marketing is really, really smart, where it's like good genes. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I like the, I like the, like the, um, some of them are really cool, like balls in the air. It's like, <laughs> my favorite one, actually. Um, when we finally do the... Of the course, that's your favorite. <laughs> when we finally end up going to uh, the Goop store, I'm going to buy that keychain. <laughs> it's like the one thing I really want, and it's actually not crazy expensive. So I'm like, yes, this is what I want. Um, um, there's also... I'm going to plug another thing real quick, again, that is not something that that 
gives us money to promote them. But there's a really great um, TV series by True TV called Adam Ruins Everything. And I think I've talked about it before. But Adam Ruins Everything has just an excellent, excellent episode on supplements. Um, sit down and watch that episode because it is so smart and it's so concise about all of these points. Um and it's it's will actually be faster than listening to Nick and I ramble about like mm-hmm. little half bits of information that I got off of a Facebook news feed. There's also this article that you linked to where I just love the I love the 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 as much as I don't like sometimes um, article titles. This one I think is really good. Like we asked a RD, I'm assuming registered dietitian, yeah. about Gwyneth Paltrow supplements. Quote. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. I'd rather, uh, and then the, the subtitle is, I'd rather you chew your food than rely on the pill. That's, so I think that's also like another thing too. It's like just like eating appropriately. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I pulled from the, from the article is that um, vitamins and supplements are not intended to be a food substitute. And I think a lot of women feel like that is something that they can do. And I understand... Again, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before, but I understand the need to like diet and feel like you're you're making um, choices that are going to help you to lose weight or whatever. And supplements may or may not help with that. And there's even one that specifically, like the high school jeans one, is mm-hmm. designed to. It doesn't come out and say I think make you lose weight, but that's the implication of the product. Yeah. And again, it's like if you are eating correctly, which I do, I would say a good chunk of the time. But most of, there are some nights where. I want to eat a half of or a whole Domino pizza by myself. I'm going to pull a quote from the from the registered dietitians uh, article. Sure, and totally this is going to be linked on the website, which is thegooppod.com. And uh, it talks about like it actually. I'm just quickly reading it, and actually, like it really kind of speaks uh, a lot. So it talks about like the marketing and the marketing, which is what honestly, like you said, I like because it kind of like speaks to me but that's the marketing because it's like smart and funny yeah. and inter- and you just look at it you go oh that's clever and then you want to buy it so this registered dietitian is talking about the promises really pry on your emotions and that's problematic oh you're tired and can't lose weight she, the this person says you know she talks about she hates seeing these cliched stereotypes she says of course you're tired no one's getting enough sleep and a dust or a milk a dust or a milk uh a, and a dust or a milk or a packet of vitamins isn't going to fix that um yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's really crazy. And then she goes actually into some of the things about fat-soluble and water-soluble and how you can't absorb some of it. Yep. So that's interesting. And yeah, it like, talks about just eating better, I think is it, because... And I get, like, sometimes... I mean, people eat like shit sometimes. So I do too. Yeah. But, like... We all do. It's like, can we just admit... Can we just admit to ourselves and to everybody else, we are all human. And... Um, exactly. But me going to, like... But me getting some Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast and then going to... Going to get... Some something crappy for going to like uh Qdoba for lunch and then running through like I don't know Panera on the way home actually Panera's not that bad but and neither it's is still Qdoba, fa- but it's, still, fa- it's get- still like fast food it's yes. still like processed and stuff like that more some more so than others but like <laughs> having that kind of crap like food in your body isn't going to be like oh, let me take my supplements and now I'm healthy yeah. like I honestly if like this thing actually worked it was just like yeah you could fit into your high school jeans again if you just pay $90 a month I'd go yeah I'll do it yeah if I could just eat like shit all the time and then like be skinny again. This yeah. is why diet pills have a market because True. diet pills promote the idea that you can kind of eat whatever you want and not have to worry like about the crust. Isn't that like the crux of like, is like 
exercise is that it's diet and exercise. You yes, and that's that's the trick to it is like it's and most of it is actually eating. Like you can work mm-hmm. out a lot too. Um, what is it? I always hear fitness people say abs are made in the kitchen, which is true, and I hate that because I wish it weren't the case. Because I want the abs, but I also want the kitchen, right? Um, um, and it's like you could you could. You could work out, do a thousand crunches a day, but if you're still eating crappy, it's like you're you're building those muscles and the abs are there. It's just they're under yeah. so much stuff that you can't get to it. When I saw a personal trainer, that was the thing is there was always like the first question is like, what'd you eat today? And, <coughs> excuse me. And you're supposed to eat like good. Like you're supposed to like, you know, do really small meals during the day and you're supposed to eat like healthy things. Yeah. And, like, shit like that. But, and like, it was sometimes fine, but sometimes it was like, you know what I really want today for lunch? A burger, uh huh, uh-huh. and I want the fried onions on top, and I want the extra sauce, and I want the fries, and yeah, I want to like have like all these things, and like sometimes, and like I think that's fine every once in a while, but it's when you do that every Wednesday, <laughs> <It's a problem. laughs> but like I think I don't know, it's like I don't I don't like the idea of like these things. I like the marketing. I think the marketing is cool. I like some of the thi- like the phrasing on it. Um, also, if you like the phrasing, apparently you can get a matching tee on um, <laughs> for sixty dollars. <laughs> I kind of want the balls in the air one. (laughs) We'll make you a t-shirt for 12 bucks on like cafe press or something. We'll get you a shirt. Just so stupid. Like, well, and the crux of the whole article that we're going to link to the thing that sort of dispels this is that when in doubt, a daily multivitamin is always safer than a cocktail of individual supplements. Um, it can, that's the thing. There's like six or seven pills in each of these. Yeah. And some of them are like black Uh or like, brown or like these really dark pills and you're like what happened to like i don't know balls in the air (laughs) exactly yeah um also like why would uh, with the exception of like balls in the air um (laughs) why would you buy one of these shirts i don't so you can tell people that uh, why am i so effing tired like so you want to tell people i'm taking a supplement because i'm tired (laughs) like what (laughs) i don't get it yeah <laughs> the subtitles on these shirts are great. So, Motherload is the softest mother love and tea ever. <laughs> it's sold out. <laughs> high, uh, high school jeans is actual high school jeans optional. Balls in the air says ballers need swag. <laughs> what? And then why am I so effing tired? Um, is so effing soft. It's like they. I'm gonna get the keychain. I really am. I suppose uh, we should come up with our own t-shirts, like our own like merchandising. Wh- yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we should come up. I feel like our t-shirt is like, why am I so effing tired? Because I don't have four nannies and a personal uh, assistant. You're overthinking it right I now. I know. But well, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll think of a good one. Or, or if you at home have a good t-shirt idea, uh, send it in to us on either the Facebook page, which is. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Or send it to us on Twitter, which is. At the um, or email it to us at mail at the The problem is, Lizzie, that you can't do them all at once. You have to like, naturally bring them in. Oh. But, yeah. So. You're better at them. I am obviously better at it. But anyway, let's okay. get moving. Shall we go to the make? Oh. Ready? Show it again. Make. make. Okay. 
Um, so let's let's talk about the last one, which was the sangria. That was the the peach sangria, sort of the summery thing. Uh, did he give a chance to make that between no, this one? I no, I totally forgot what it was. Um, I made it for um, a Memorial Day party that I went to. Okay, um, I I made it, and it was again like as you and I anticipated. It's it's an alcoholic fruity beverage. It was delicious. I liked it very much. Oh no, no fruit and alcohol at the same time. No, it, it was super tasty. Um, I definitely put way more alcohol in it than it should have been um, a for. Yeah, like it, it was probably double. Like you could. You, I don't see the issue. Yeah. You'd stand next to it and just like start calling ex-boyfriends from like <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to ingest it. Um I don't do that. I don't, oh, I don't drug text. Once you're dead, once you're like gone, you're dead to me. I <laughs> I do drug text, but I don't drug text ex-boyfriends. No, I I, I drug text my current boyfriend. I have a pretty scorched earth policy. <laughs> <laughs> once you leave this, you're gone. Okay? Like, <laughs> um no, I most of my, I actually, one of my exes went to go see the premiere of that show that I wrote in LA and he said some very nice things. He sent me a text about it. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, there's something different and I know this is not the case for most people in theater, or at least it's been my experience that a lot of times this is probably too personal, but oh well, we're getting into it. You don't have the luxury of not being friends with your ex-boyfriend because oh, the second that you break up with somebody, the next show that you're doing, inevitably you'll be cast as their wife and you're like, whatever issues we have, we got to get over them really, really fast. Well, I, well, not necessarily because like the neighborhood in Milwaukee is kind of small. So I like, suppose that's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you still have to see them and you still have to like be around them sometimes and it's like that's true but it's a very different thing it's like you're never going to show up to a gay club and they're never going to be like okay you guys have to pretend to be a couple for the night you're probably going to have to make out a little bit is that okay like you're never going to show up and like (laughs) (laughs) you're never going to show up and they're like for the next three weeks you guys are going to be practicing a love scene yeah. Like, that's my point. It's like, no, it's like a thing. But, like, I do, it is, it, I don't know. It's it's different in the neighborhood. But it's like, um, it's, yeah, you always know everybody. Everybody knows everybody and not in a good way. And then even, like, when you start seeing somebody or start hanging out with somebody, you're like, oh, good, we have no Facebook friends. It turns out that you, like, used to date the same person <laughs> once upon a time because I unfriend everybody that I've dated, like, after we're done. You just get rid of them. Um, literally, sports truth policy. It's kind, okay. of, it's kind of my family's MO. You should ask my brother about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was sorry. I was gonna say a thing I shouldn't have said. Okay. Um, I, I just hi. Um, okay, so let's let's move on because we've gotten so far away from the make category of this. Sure. So sangria can be dangerous. Follow the recipe. Don't add more booze than you should, unless if you want to have a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, so. This week for the Make Challenge, we are doing, um, this is, this is gonna be our Goop launch party. We are following, Goop has a list of things that you should do for party planning. And so Nick and I are going to plan a party. And when? that is, I, well, we can use my apartment now because it's beautiful. Um, I was gonna say, cause like, I'm moving. That, no, 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 I understand. Unless you wanna do this like in the next week or two. No, that's okay. We can use my apartment. Um, so, or or I'll find a space, something like that. We'll figure it out. Um, but Goob has a whole list of um, how to plan a party. This is there, and actually I've read through them, and most of them are not too dissimilar from what I would do normally. Um, but let's kind of go through them real quick. Do you have a pull? I have a pulled up. Um, so I can- um, let's see here. Let's see here. Are we, isn't that what we're doing? Huh? Huh? 
We're planning a party based off the rules, so I'm going to go through the rules real quick. Oh, here that's we go. What it's I'm a doing. link. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, what, that's are okay. you, what are you doing? Uh, it's a link. I don't have it written in there. I'm, I'm okay. going there. It's loading. It's okay. loading. It's loading. So I'll go for it. A week before. Okay. This is, there, here's a whole list of the week before your party. We need to finalize our guest list. So we need to put... So I suppose they should put step one, make a guest list. <laughs> a week before, finalize that guest list. Um, and if you're having anyone other than immediate family, it helps to know who's coming at this point so you can start planning so that's what you need to do we need to a week before we plan this which ideally will be before the next episode we film but this or record but that might not be the case how there's gonna be a podcast come on now this will be in a couple weeks so then we have so we actually we have a little bit of lag time like a month yeah a month or two okay anyway continue so um Two, make your playlist. You're doing that a week out? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends. If, if you're going to have like a five-hour dinner party, are you going to loop the, the same hour of music for five hours? She puts three CDs on here. Do you know what CD I don't see on here? What? what Back. <laughs> Beck is going on ours. Beck is one Beck song. And then like, <laughs> the one person's going to be like, why are you playing Beck? Like, or they'll be like, what is this? And you'll go, it's Beck. And they'll be like... Hasn't he not had a top 40 since 2005? <laughs> Is it they're they're going to be like they're like back like like back the one the homeless looking guy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, three days before. So this is what you should do three days before. You need to plan the table if you're using linens. Make sure that they're clean and pressed. Um, or if you'd rather skip all the pasta, roll up your napkins and tie them in a piece of twine, which you can also put the name tags on. Uh, figure out which cutlery and dishware you're using. The one set I own. That's what we're <laughs> using. <laughs> um, and... Uh, if you're going to have more than one... Actually, that's not true. I might actually order um, a bunch of, like, bamboo disposable stuff. Because... That's a good idea. Yeah, because I just don't want to deal with the, the cleanup. Um, make sure wine glasses are intact. <laughs> that makes me really, like... you. The, the idea that you could just have wine glasses that are completely broken in a cabinet and you wouldn't have Do you ever... Do think happened to Glenn where she's like... She's like... If she knows Robert Downey Jr., yes. <laughs> <laughs> if he's been over, sure. Um... Let's see. Make sure that there are enough seats for everyone coming and whether or not you'll have a centerpiece. Oh, we will have a centerpiece. There will be a centerpiece, obviously. Of course. Oh, (laughs) two. This is also something that you're supposed... This is the next three days before. Polish the silver. If you have some silver from your grandmother, which is actually, I, this is something that I did for my mother a lot growing up. We had, um, silver, like the good silver for people that would come over for um, Christmas or Thanksgiving. And one of my jobs was to, like, sit and polish the silverware before people would come over. Um, okay. So that is a thing. Um, it's not a thing, I think. Millennials don't, <coughs> if they have silver, I don't think they know to polish it. And I think that's just not really a thing that people in our age range do anymore. No. I don't I think silver's kind of gauche. Like, I don't know if I want to, like, use it. Again, I like the idea. I'm really liking the idea of, like, disposable bamboo plates and silverware. I have china we can use. I know you have beautiful china that you got from a thing. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. Yeah. So now they're saying now is a good time to bust out the silver. Um, and, oh, they also, they have some, they have a link to some my drab napkins. They're disposable cotton. Disposable cotton. Which you can also wash and reuse. So basically they're just like. Cotton that you're like, if you want to, you can throw them out when you're done. Or you can be a human being and wash them. 
Yeah. I That's we need, weird. Yeah, we're not going to throw cotton out. No. I almost kind of want to buy them, though, to wash and reuse them to see how well they hold up. Like, how long can you wash and reuse them? Are they just a cloth napkin? I think, actually, if they're disposable cotton napkins, I'm assuming that they're, like, you wouldn't use them again. It's, like, probably a cotton paper mix. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to follow the link on this real quick because I want to see how much they cost. I'm on that right now. You Are go, you? You go next. Oh, okay. Sorry. I already I, I clicked in, but I'll go back. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, and um, apparently Cake Vintage makes disposable plate mat, placemats. Again, all of these lists are to sell you more things. So mm-hmm. um, that's what we're looking at now. Most of this has things that you can buy. Um, and, you know, I well, I don't want a placemat. I don't want a disposable placemat. Placemats are kind of tacky. A placemat is not a charger. Um, Do you not like my placemats? Those are fine for every day, though. That's what it, But, I mean, for a dinner party, you don't use placemats. You use uh, chargers for for parties. Porcelain for- fortune cookies. They're also trying to sell you this. Um, do you know how much these cut napkins cost, by the way? How much do they cost? So they're made of 100% cotton. They're they're perforated on a roll, tear off as needed. Okay. And you can wash and reuse up to six times. So they like kind of start degrading after a while. Oh. So they're 12.6 by, they're, so they're 12.6 square and there's 12 napkins for $25. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. No. Um, actually, one of, the, one of my few like bonding moments with my sister was I taught her how to do... Um, she picked out some fabric and I was teaching her how to use her sewing machine and she wanted to make some cloth napkins that I was, there's a very specific, um, hem that you have to do on a napkin so that you can have like pocket corners on your napkins. And I was teaching her how to do that one weekend. And so that was one of the bonding moments that we've had as sisters, which are kind of few and far between. Um, not that it's just like, I don't see my sister that often. I love her very much. I just don't see her that often. Um, okay. Uh, so apparently they're also hawking porcelain fortune cookies. Head to that and tell me what those are about. Cause they have no, almost no I hope blurb actually, about it. I hope you actually break the poor fortune. I oh, hope that's, that's what it's get for. them anymore. Well, because they're dumb. I don't they're know. They're like no longer on here. Why would you have them? Um, and then they're also saying, uh, uh, do small arrangements. Short bouquets bring a lot to the table without getting the way of conversation and it's like that's just a no that's like well no kidding well you wouldn't you wouldn't like giant bouquet if you're having an at-home dinner party you're you're four foot centerpieces yes like like trying to like edge around the the bush and and talk to people uh two days before finalize your menu you probably have a pretty good idea of what you're making but two days before your event your menu should be set so that you can start planning your shopping i would say that that feels like that should be a week before is finalized i might not do my shopping right away no, but. but but I would definitely have the menu planned, especially if you're finalizing your guest list. Why wouldn't you finalize the menu, especially if you're like, okay, these people are vegetarian. We have to do that for the, these people. And I will plan menus months in advance sometimes, depending on what, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, or what's in season. I sound really hoity right now. I'm okay with that, but... <laughs> Okay. We're fancy people. Okay, so uh, it also says make a list. Write down every ingredient you'll need for each course. Yeah, of course you would do that. What, like, Who would go to the store without knowing exactly what they need? Um, don't take anything for granted. Okay, so just make sure you have enough of everything that you would need. Oh, oh, oh this next one is amazing. Order groceries. It's not that bad. Order groceries. No, go to the store. Get in your car. Go to the store. You live less than a mile away from a store. I know, but the thing is, is that ordering groceries isn't expensive. 
It also helps you like educate me. Okay, so you can. There's many like you can do like Sendix has like a pickup thing, and then like you have like Peapod, and then like Amazon even has like Amazon Fresh. I'm listening. That they call, and actually, you like you can number one stick to your budget. So if you know exactly what you need to buy, like for your for your like your dinner party or whatever, you can buy exactly what you need and put it in your cart and know what you're going to spend and be like, okay, so now I'm at like $200. That was my budget of what I want to spend for food. So do I really need to need to do this extra course or this extra hors d'oeuvre or do I need to do this extra thing? So it's kind of like a way to budget. It's also like stay on point because I know when I go to the grocery store, <laughs> okay. I, ha- I have a list of three things I need and it'll be like milk, cereal, and some uh, yogurt for work. And then it's like somehow I come home with like $80 worth of like, shit. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, and it's like, did, why did I buy these steaks? Like, it's like, it's like, when am I going to make a steak? It's like, they look good and they were on sale. Like, and I was hungry. Like, so it's like, it's a thing. It's also like a big time saver. Cause like that grocery store that's less than a mile away from me is packed almost always. So navigating that store tough. All right, fine. I you've made it also it. doesn't cost that much. Like, real, I think Amazon Fresh charges you like something like a five dollar delivery fee for like oh, a box. That is not that like bad. a box, and then you save the time of going. It yeah. comes right to your door. Like, I'll probably do that when I move, just because like, I, like I'd have to like haul all this like groceries like up like three flights. Okay, you you've sort of convinced me, but I'd still rather go to the grocery store. Just There's something about going yeah. there to like like get the groceries and I get that and that's fine because like sometimes I'm like I want to pick out the produce well because I want to pick out the meat because I don't mind like Milwaukee has this really great program called Go- Growing Power yeah and um, they, they're mostly in like food deserts in the the sort of um, not as affluent areas but they also have these baskets that you can order and by baskets I mean it is just like a box of produce and it's like 10 bucks for every two weeks and you get everything seasonal and you just get this huge of like beets and um, squash and uh, spinach and it just it's like lots of fresh mm-hmm. locally grown produce and that I would do I would definitely do that but I I, I still don't know how I feel about delivery. I love this, uh, this also you order online because it's a good idea to figure out now which items you'll need to get from a specialty store as you don't want to be standing in the middle of Whole Foods on Christmas Eve realizing that they don't in fact carry Earth's Province salt. <laughs> Parentheses, a nightmare. I mean, obviously, Gwen, oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all needed our Earth's Province salt and like they haven't had it. And then <laughs> I like that she's like, I've been in the middle of Whole Foods and they didn't have it. I'm going to be honest. If Whole Foods doesn't have it, if my Target doesn't have it, and if my Sendix doesn't have it, it's not it. something I need. Like Correct. Or if I can't get it on, like, Amazon. It's not a thing I need at that point. Well, and it's also, like, okay, hang on. I want to look up what comprises herbs de Provence. um, Salt. Well, I mean, because salt is, like, you're just adding the salt at the end. I've definitely gotten um, herbs de Provence just as a separate thing. But it's, like, you could, it would be a lot more expensive. But you could (laughs) use, okay, it's um, uh, marjoram, rosemary, thyme, and oregano. So why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah, it's like if it's not there, hashtag nightmare. Um, you can you can figure it out. Like you could pick up those things separately and add some because you're gonna have table salt. Rosemary, or, right here. Yeah. Like. Uh, or why not do it fresh? Like ooh, fresh herbs to put ooh. ooh. Hey Gwen, how are, why aren't you? Why aren't you? Really why aren't you doing, doing this fresh? Why aren't you going into the backyard, picking pick up from all, your garden, from your garden, and do uh, all, like all like farm to table meal? I'm a 
little disgusted at this I'm point. a little disappointed that she would go buy her. Can we can we make our own herbs? Whatever we're going to make for our meal, can it be something with herbs de Provence? That we make ourselves? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No, it has to be now. Can we... Oh, it should be like rack... I'm not going to eat it because I don't eat meat, but it should be rack of lamb with like herbs de Provence. I don't eat ram, lamb. Oh, you don't? No, I don't okay. eat cute animals. <laughs> That's my witness to if okay. I eat meat or not. <laughs> Haven't you heard this? No. I'm 100% sure I've told you this before. No, I'm sure you have, but I didn't remember. And the remember. thing is that I love, like, you know, um, like a French cut lamb lamb, uh, lamb ribs, uh-huh. where it's, you know, it's like the, the meat, but then you have like the long skewer of the rib. Yeah. Still. I think that's the prettiest thing in the world. It's beautiful. It's beautiful when you do it that way. I won't eat it because lambs are adorable. They are very cute. And then like goats adorable, so I don't eat goats, and they like hop on things and they go, bah! <laughs> so like, really kind of cute. I feel like um, there's some sort of there's the, the what's the meat wrappy thing where you like tie it and you put it in the, You don't eat meat. I, I don't, don't know. Don't. I eat very specific kinds of meat and I don't okay. eat a lot of other stuff. But like I won't eat baby cow so I don't eat veal because baby cows are cute but adult cows are ugly. So, <laughs> so you'll eat a mistake. You have the weirdest diet. Um, pigs are kind of cute sometimes but the really fat ones aren't so I'll eat bacon. But I generally don't eat pork otherwise. Okay. Um, I won't eat like hasa pfeffer. I won't eat like rabbit or duck because okay. ducks are cute. Rabbits are cute. Yeah. Fish are really ugly so I'll eat those. And eat I'm, not eating, I'm not eating like Nemo so yeah. it's like it's fine. But. And chicken is fine. You think? Oh chicken's um, uh, I think it's kind of like cute. Chicken are the bir- the rats of the bird world. They kind of are, and like like baby chickens again are cute. Can the title of this episode be "Chicken or the Rats of the Bird World"? Yes. Yay! <laughs> that's a good one, actually. When I went through and edited, that's probably what I would have pulled. Yeah. <laughs> there hasn't been anything quite as iconic yet. <laughs> Okay, um, okay, on. so uh, this is also for two days before. Um, get the wine. Now that you have what you're cooking, you can buy your wine, get some pairing tips here. And pairing tips online are really easy. Like, follow some, and I actually happen to be in a very good position where I actually happen to work with a sommelier, so now I will also be able to double check with my, my sommelier. I friends. still think, with very few exceptions, that wine pairing is bullshit. So. <laughs> um, no, I understand the idea of like. White wine with fish, red wine with beef. I get it. Like, like there's like a certain like yeah. there's like general broad strokes, but like I like when people are like, oh, the cedar notes in this were really compliment, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. There's this Irish comedian that I love. Where he's like, there are two types of wine. It's like the one where you drink it, you just go, oof. Yeah, we'll have a glass of that. <laughs> the other one was like, oh, that's quite nice. We'll have a glass. <laughs> And that's the thing, too, is, like, sometimes I think, like, really dry wine, when it's really dry, I'm like, God, am I drinking bark? Like, <laughs> um, God, I, would... I, in all honesty, I have not yet met a wine that I'm like, this is too gross to drink. I don't know. Like, there's a, like, uh, I don't pretty much drink anything. But, you know, ultimately, I want one of your nicest red wine mixed with your <laughs> cheapest white wine. wine. In a dog bowl. In a dog bowl. <laughs> Fish bowls all around. <laughs> Crazy straws. Crazy straws all, all around. Twenty percent coating on their things. Okay. Um, okay, so the day before. Now we're to the day before of the thing. Do they have a, a thing in that too? Like she's like in it, but does she have like producing credit or something? On um, Parks and Rec? Yeah. No. Writer's credit, like a guest writer. Guest I writer. don't think. I don't think so. But she's like been in an episode. I think. Right? I don't think she has. Really? Because uh, we'll it's Amy Poehler. They're friends, but I don't think she's done one. But like. 
Okay, so the day before, the day before. Um, shop. Now it's time to get anything that isn't going to be delivered. Obviously. Um, although, why wouldn't you do the wine then, too? Like, if you're already heading back to the store, why wouldn't you get the wine? Because have you gone to a grocery store and bought, like, 20 bottles of wine? I mean, we're not going to have a party. Well, we might, with the four people we're going to invite necessitate 20 bottles of wine, but that's because we're alcoholics. I, you speak for yourself. That is a, that is a nasty allegation. <laughs> um, oh, get your flowers. I am very excited about buying flowers. I, I do am like flowers. too. <laughs> Um, it's best to pick the flowers up for your table day we should, before. We should do like a totally Ina Garden thing where we have like one of the gay friends comes over. It's <laughs> like, Ina's going to love this. <laughs> Liz is going to love this arrangement. We'll just stick this here. Sean can be Jeffrey. He'll just like come in for 10 minutes and he'll, like he'll like, stuff he'll, like, leave. He'll, like, he'll like airdrop into like the, the dinner. He hasn't helped with anything because he's been off doing something during the day. He, actually, Jeffrey's very important. So Jeffrey's like doing a very important thing during the day and like busts into like Edward. Eduardo and like Ida, like like drinking wine, just going, oh, that that flower oh. centerpiece is so lovely. How do you do it? And he's like, I literally just threw a bunch of random flowers in a place, and they looked great because I have a gene for this. Like, it just, I, I see the matrix code. I get it. <laughs> it's a gif where it's like all the maps. Yeah, like and then like, it's just a beautiful floral arrangement. That yes, all these flowers that don't go together, and all of a sudden it's like whoosh, beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. It's elegant. It's simple. It's like, it's like, and it's just baby's breath in a wooden bowl. It's baby's breath in a wooden bowl, a sprig of like rosemary, and like one yellow flower. Like, yes. and, and you're like, and you're genius. Just, and you're just like, why have I never thought of this? And then you're like, I could go to school to be a florist designer. We're like attacking. All Actually, this. most of my favorite floral designs, and I've been looking at a lot of them lately, are the most simple ones. It's just like the ones that are simple glass vase or simple glass bottle. I want all the god. I want all the god. <laughs> you, want, you want Kentucky Derby flowers. I want this. I want the most gaudy flower arrangement ever. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. We're on to, okay, so day of number three, get organized. We have to organize all this of our ingredients. Yes, this, this is day before. Oh, this is day before. Is it day before? Yep. Oh, you're right. Um, okay, so we have to organize all of our ingredients. Um, <laughs> for example, the Hanukkah dinner latkes place the egg, sour cream, and cream fresh or smoked salmon on the shelf in the... Uh, uh, or don't? Is it... Wait. Yes. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Pl- place those on the same shelf. Okay. Um, oh, then place the apple potato matzo meal together in your pantry. This way, when you start the lot, because the next day you can grab and go. I like the idea. Quentin Pushel's not Jewish. Why is this? A th- I mean, does she know Lockers someone? Lockers are good. They're, I've never actually had one. They're good. They're fine. I'm um, sure that, I mean, it's a basically potato pancake, right? Yeah. So it's very tasty, but. It's like you cook it a specific way and like there's things with it, but like, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> the evening before. Order pizza. It's best to get a quick dinner with no cleanup to keep your kitchen and table prep free. I don't believe for, for a second. Well, actually, no, I take this back. I think Gwyneth Paltrow runs through Taco Bell drive through more often than you believe she does. But, like, this is very real and down to earth. She's like, yes, I have to cook all day tomorrow, and it's going to be this really kind of fancy affair. And tonight what I'm getting is a Little Caesars $5 box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but here's the thing, though. It's like, like in the movie um, The Intern, did we see that together, or did you watch it? No, but I really need... That's one with Robert De Niro, It right? is. I want to see it really it's, bad. It's cute. Uh, you know, it's... It, the trailer I, made it look adorable. It's true. And the, the thing is, is, like, I like rom-com 
films in the sense that I feel like they are um, the equivalent of um, fast food for movies. Like, I don't have to think. I know it's kind of bad for me, and I really don't care. And um, I, I love watching rom-coms in the sense that it's like, I can put it on and do a million other things, and I can leave it for 20 minutes, and I know what's going to happen. It's so ingrained in my DNA that I know what's going to happen. Because there's like four formulas. Yes, and that's it. And it, you'll know how it ends. But in that movie, there was a point to this. There's a point where, like, she, Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro are eating pizza, and because I know what vegan cheese looks like now, I know they are eating a gluten-free vegan pizza because Anne Hathaway's, like, the only one of the two of them that's actually eating it. And you just see this, like, it's very subtle, but it's a look of anger and disdain that is on Robert De Niro's face, and he's not touching that pizza. I get it. Um, so I would believe that Gwyneth Paltrow orders, like, a gluten-free vegan no, pizza. it's a $5 grab-and-go pizza <laughs> from this Little Caesar. Because I have before gotten uh, vegan pizza from Ian's. When, I, when I'm trying to eat more vegan on occasion, I will do that. Ian's is really good. It is. Not their vegan pizza. I don't like vegan cheese. Vegan, they'll never get the texture right. It's just weird, and it's like, you're just better off doing... Is it the taste or the texture that gets you? It's both. It's just like, oh, it okay. tastes, it, it's not good for me. I, if you're vegan and you like it, more power to you. I do I enjoy do this idea, though, where she talks about, like, getting organized and organizing the ingredients mm-hmm. for, like, a specific, like, meal that you have to cook. I like that, too. Because sometimes when you're cooking kind of a big thing, it's like, I have to prep all these things. And I do like the idea of having a very simple, like, the night before, it's like, I'm just going to order out, and, like, let's mm-hmm. just go out to eat, and then we're not going to mess yep. everything up before we And I like that grab-and-go, so it's like, this is the tray I need to grab that has all this stuff for this thing, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to start cutting these things up, and it's all together, and I don't have to unwrap anything and, like, get it ready. Um, I believe that, that Gwen probably hires a sous chef for some of these things. <laughs> I think she gets it catered. I think she, I could see her doing it, mm-hmm. because, like, what else is she doing during the day? I suppose that's true. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, moving on. Okay. So number four. So or number uh, two. We're only on number two for the evening before. We fixed it. We we already did it. Set the table. That's the day of. This is the evening before. Oh, the evening before. This oh, is the evening one day before. before. Yes. Now it's evening before. Yes. <laughs> for all, for all, it's like that. This is the eve eve. It's like self Majora's Mask. It's yeah. like it's like twelve hours beforehand. Um. So set the table. Okay. I. I don't know. I have any time I've like the most I host more dinner parties than your average like 20s person probably does. And I always just like set the table while I'm waiting for something to cook. But I guess that's the wrong way to do it. We should do it the night before. Well, that's the thing. It's like even like my favorite like Ina Garten, some of her things is like um, Ina Garten's like the really crux boiled down thing is it's like easy stuff. Some yeah. stuff's more complicated than others, but it's a lot of like very easy stuff. And a lot of her like um, things that she talks about for entertaining is it's like there's like a rule with it. I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like you make only one thing the day of, you make two things the night beforehand, and then you can put something together the day of. Okay. Where it's you don't have to actually cook. So it's like a very organized type of thing. So it's not too so stressful because like. Like, doing, like, little dinner parties and things like that can be really stressful. Like, they can't... I, I suppose I sort of live on that. You live on that, and that's what you do for a living. Like, if I'm throwing a dinner party, I'm freaking out because I want to figure out, like, what I'm serving and how I'm cooking it, and I'm trying to do, like, the most efficient way of... Like, when I do it poorly, I'm trying to think of the most efficient way, like, when do I have to start prepping this? When do I have to throw it in the oven so that it's ready by this time so I have time to, like, hang out with people but then also serve it at this time? So it's, like, this kind of weird... Because, like, I think... 
the listeners at home probably have had those instances where like you start cooking too late and you're like everyone's hanging out for too long without food and see i'm way the opposite like i'll start cooking i i prefer to do everything day of because i like everything to be really fresh but i also but some food too and that's the yeah. other thing is like you select what food you can do the night beforehand that work well which is something that i i probably should do but i usually because if i do like dinner parties with people it's always something like it's much better if it just comes like right at, uh, especially because it's more vegetarian stuff. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Um, like if like I was I've done lasagna. A, weirdly, I like might make the lasagna the night before. Well, I could see like putting it together and then just like bake it, popping it in the oven the next day. Because food's like Italian food in general. Yeah. Like they're better if they have longer yeah. to marinate like, uh, together. One of the things she has in here is like she talks about like a salsa verde, and she kind of talks about how she has like all the different ingredients laid out, ready to go. I will say salsa. Sorry. I would make the night beforehand <laughs> okay. so you can hang out. Well, like I had a dinner party where I did um, kind of a, a a very southern theme to it, and so I did those jackfruit pulled pork sandwiches, which I just did before people showed up. Um, I probably, uh, but I had marinated this stuff all night, yeah. so that makes sense. And then like I definitely I I went to a really good ribs place and bought a couple racks of ribs because I also knew that like I don't cook meat on the regular it's not a thing I do and I was gonna probably fail at it so I was like I'm just gonna buy really good ribs and make sure that they're hot and ready to go when people get there so I get that to a degree like I had planned enough to know that I don't trust myself enough with certain meats to cook that so I I guess I get that Um, so let's see what else um, we're going to skip this one because it says specifically for Hanukkah dinner. I don't know why they're so on Hanukkah about this. Oh, Christmas breakfast. They're doing just, I think, the big... Um, that time of year. Oh, and then they have this thing down here, the conversation. I didn't see this when I initially... Nora Ephron was the best uh, dinner party host. Um, do you know who Nora Ephron is? No. Um, Nora Ephron um, was a writer. Um, she wrote Sleepless in Seattle. Um, what else did she write? I want to say it was... A fair to Remember. I, no, I don't think she wrote that. She she talks about it oh. in her movies. But uh, I'm pretty sure she... I'm literally just looking for what's italicized in this paragraph. Yeah, that's... No, she, I, I saw that too, and she doesn't write that. Um, but let me pull it out. I think she also has... Yeah, When Harry Met Sally, this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Sleepless is Yell, When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail. Um, she's unfortunately passed away um, since a while ago but apparently she gave very good dinner parties and I would have loved to go to a Nora Ephron dinner party that would have been fun yeah I kind of like this thing too she talks about like the best questions to get guests to get discussion flowing are the ones that everyone can relate to and find interesting to talk about so like she talks about like you know what's sexier humor kindness if you could relive a day of your past what would it be someone's gonna need a lot of wine and (laughs) is it more fun to be an adult or child and i think that's kind of cool like kind of different ways to keep conversations going and flowing and like because i mean i hate being at things where it's just like (sighs) (laughs) so when's the appetizer coming out so yeah you just imagine a bunch of people sitting around a table just going, ah, I'm going to jump out the window. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yes. So, for, we've gone through, if you want to do it at home, too, to take pictures of your dinner party, we're going to do our own, uh, and we will let you know how ours goes. We have a couple of weeks, actually, before this airs, but hopefully we will get this recorded uh, before our next time that we record. So we'll be able to talk about it fresh on the next podcast. Um, but let's move on to the next challenge. Cause how long have we been talking? This has been another long, we're, it's been about an hour. I hour think. and 40 minutes. Hour. <laughs> okay. We should keep, I don't mind that it's that long, but I don't mind that it's that long, but we've 
our goal was an hour-ish. And we're, <laughs> we're moving in two. So if people are still listening, good on you. All right, so ready? Here we go. Oh, two! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. I didn't know where we were in the... So our last do challenge was Earthling. So let's let's uh, recap that real quick. Okay. So Earthling is the idea where you like take your socks off and yes. you, you walk around outside and connect yourself to the earth. Mm-hmm. And something, something bullshit, something, something <laughs> electrical energy, something, something Gaia, something, something Mother Earth. It's all bullshit. It really is. Um, it doesn't do anything different than say like walking around... If only, if anything, anything it does is like more like a, I'm a more free person, but that's a placebo effect. So. Yeah. And here was, here was my issue with it. We said we were going to do earthing and then that week it was so cold. Mm -hmm. It was very cold and it was very rainy. I did some earthing when I I ran out to put my garbage in the the garbage (laughs) can. I ran out without my, my shoes on. I'm proud of you. Fine. Okay. Um, I did try. Did it make me a better person? No. (laughs) I, I did it maybe two days. Two days of the... We were supposed to do it once a day for at least 30 minutes. And I did do it for two days on those days. And um, I felt no difference. And maybe it is one of those things where you have to do it longer. But again, if you live in a city like I do, and I live in an apartment where I don't have a yard readily available to me, um, I would have to buy one of those like BS earthing mats in order to do it. And I just don't think that that's... Thing anybody needs. I don't. To do. I, yeah, it's not money that I want to spend. I don't need to do that. No one needs to. Okay, so we're gonna um, leave it at it's bullshit. Yeah, it's I don't stupid. like it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, we we covered it a little bit last time. Most medical I don't professionals mind, think that it's. I don't mind walking around outside. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Okay, uh, so it, this week what we're going to do is how to feel less exhausted, um, and this is something I think we could all use. Uh, so the challenge is we need to well, you follow. Just Why am I so effing tired? Yeah, and you're done, and then you're good. Challenge done. <laughs> Challenge accepted, challenge achieved. Um, so follow uh, these five rules for one of the... Uh, uh, sorry. Follow at least five of these rules for the next week. And I'm going to read off a couple rules here. So eat in accordance with your body's rhythms. Since your metabolism peaks at about noon, it's better for your body to have a bigger breakfast and lunch and smaller dinner. Eat good fats to prote- uh, and protein for breakfast because that's what your body needs for fuel during the day. Smoothies are a great way to get both of those things in your diet. Um, the typical sugar and carb laden breakfast of a bagel muffin toasted cereal um, are the worst things you can have so don't have any of those things so for the next week no cereal bagels muffin whatever for breakfast um Two, you can also have an electronic sundown. So at about 10 p.m., uh, no more TV, no more computer, no more cell phone, any of that. That's one of the things that you can do. Um, Apparently, that'll help reset your natural rhythms. Um, Number three, you can slow down with relaxing music. So before you're going to bed, if you can put on some Enya or something, I guess that'll help. (laughs) I don't know the words. Okay, uh, number four, um, do some restorative yoga. And yoga is a challenge that we've already done, but this is something that you can keep doing. Um, I'm still doing the yoga challenge a little bit here and there when I have the time. Because um, yoga will help get you through an overstressed state that you might mm-hmm. be in. Damn and, straight it will. <laughs> Um, this is number five is not actually another rule. It is a note from Gwyneth Paltrow and her favorite restorative yoga pose when she's extra burned out is as follows. Lie on your back with your legs 
perpendicular against a wall so that your body is at a 90 degree angle. Have your arms out by your side with your palms facing up, close your eyes and breathe for 10 minutes. I I know exactly what this is because when I was in high school, I had to learn how to tap dance for 42nd Street Mm -hmm. and um, all of the girls, we have these new like high heeled tap shoes. And so all of us were doing that down the hallway because all of us had tapped in these shoes until they tore our feet apart. They were so you would put your legs up to like just relieve the horrid, horrid pain of tap dancing. It was not so fun. Um, Number six, release tension with tennis balls. Buy two tennis balls. Use them for self-massage. You can use them on your shoulders, back feet, um, and those little relaxed, tightening muscles. So that's the same sort of principle as using um, a foam roller or something like that. I remember doing that in college in, like, ballet class and stuff. They would always have us buy tennis balls to use on the arches of our feet because that helps... Um, loosen that up. Uh, Here's another note. Uh, For the ultimate neck and shoulder release, you can lie on your back, knees bent, and uh, feet hip-width apart. Place two dentist balls at the back of your shoulder blades side by side uh, where you would like to have a massage. Slowly lower your head and shoulders. Place a pillow behind your head if your neck is uncomfortable. Lift your arms to the ceiling, then slowly move towards your knees, then toward the wall behind you. Repeat ten times. Well, that sounds weird. That sounds weird. I don't like that. Um, More tennis ball things. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say this next word. Adaptogenic? Is that what it is? Add adaptogen in the morning. Okay. Which sounds like a terrifying... Oh, look. You probably buy something. Yep. Well, Adaptogen sounds like a terrifying, like, Terminator company that's coming from the future to kill everyone. Um, but apparently, Adaptogenic herbal formulas have been used by Chinese um, and for centuries. Let's skip this. I hate that one. Let's okay. Go to, let's no, go to nobody Ubuntu. do that one. Let's go to Ubuntu. Ubuntu. I like this one. What, so, practice uh, Ubuntu. So, Ubuntu, I'm say, I hope I'm saying that right. It's an African term that means what makes us human is the humanity we show each other. It's a worldview that sees humanity as a web of family rather than a mass of individuals. When you relate in this way, you feel connected, energized, and have a sense of abundance. I like it. Okay. I, I like, like that. It. It's kind of hokey. I like Ubuntu. it. Ubuntu. Yeah. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Okay. Um, so shall we, those are, we have to do at least five of those rules for the next week. Good. Okay. Um, you ready for the next one? Yep. C. Okay. So, uh, if you remember last time for C, we were supposed to each watch one of the Goop approved documentaries and I'm going to be upfront on this. I didn't watch any of the Goop approved ones. However, I did find a documentary that I want to talk about. Um, I didn't watch any of theirs. Um, not because they're probably not very good, just because they really didn't interest me and I didn't have a whole lot of time off. Uh, that's not true because I watched this whole documentary series uh, instead. Uh, the Keepers. It's on Netflix. Do you know what this is? What's it called? The Keepers. No. Okay. Um, I also I love true crime. I'm such a true crime fan. And uh, The Keepers is all about um, this uh, nun that was killed in the 60s, Sister Kathy. And it's a full series. It's very making a murderer, like um, trying to piece together what happened to her. And the women who were looking into it at some point are told it's not the murder. It's what the murder is covering up. And then looking into it, you find that um, she was a teacher at the school Mm -hmm. um, where the priests were sexually abusing um, the young women who went to that school. Um, It's, a very compelling documentary. It's super well put together, very well thought out. Um, if you're looking for something to watch for, I like that documentary. That was the, I mean, I probably should have watched one of the goop ones, but this one's more fun. Okay. Um, and like I said, just riveting uh, beginning to end. 
um, I had a really hard time turning it off. Like, it was one of those, like, it was 1 a.m. and I needed to stop and I couldn't. <laughs> What's it called again? The Keepers? The Keepers, yeah. Keepers. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Okay. Okay, and the look on Nick's face told me that he also did not watch his Goop Approved no. documentary, but do you have a documentary that you go back and watch on occasion? Do you have I one you do. want to plug? I do. It's called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Okay. And it um, it's really cool. So it's about this guy, and I, his name is Jiro something. I don't know what his his full name is, but he has this um, uh, he has a sushi shop in like a kind of like in a subway station, and it's it's like a little fancier than it really sounds. But um, he's like it's, he's the first person to ever win a I think it's five Michelin star, four <gasps> Michelin star. Finish your story, and then I have a thing to say. Okay, so it's like it's it, it's the first restaurant to ever get this category, which is means it's like worth traveling to he's in Japan um, it's worth traveling to the country to go to his restaurant for that reason and that reason only and it talks a little bit about how he got there and like his work ethic and stuff like that and it's interesting like like seeing somebody who like much like the pencil lady she this person really lives and breathes sushi and like there's some other things about his family and like how he's passing this down to a new generation but it's really about like his work ethic and his passion for what like like how he's his philosophy on life and like it's it's like mixes all these like family personal life um what did i sacrifice to get this to be this good and my work ethic and all these things and it's shot beautifully like they'll do like very like macro close-up but then wide angle like they'll do like sometimes like slow motion things like there's this one scene where he has a very specific like technique in motion for putting like this sauce on the sushi and he does it that way so it, it puts the precise amount on there and like they do this like slow motion thing where they watch him do it and it's the same every single time and like and it's just so interesting. And like the, it's um, what is this called again? Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Okay, it was on Netflix a while ago. Um, I, it might still be on there. I don't know for sure. But and it might change by the time this comes <laughs> out. But the point is, is it's so good. And like the music is good. It's Philip Glass. So it's just like all these things. It's like the perfect documentary. Um, and then like it's there's just like little nuggets that are so good. Like he does this thing where, um, like the thing is also like you have to get a t- like a reservation like six months in advance. He also there's no menu. He decides what you're going to eat, and he, like, bases upon, like, what he sees in you, that's what he's going to serve you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That that, I, that actually, is, it sounds amazing. I just think it sounds a little funny, too. It's a little funny. Um, it's probably, like, a cop-out a little bit to be like, oh, I don't have to have a menu. <laughs> like, you make whatever you want. But, like, he talks a little bit about, he talks about, like, how he, he will, like, size the portion based upon, because I guess with sushi, raw sushi, you're supposed to eat it in one bite. You don't chew on it or take it apart. So if there's, like, a, a like a, a stack of, like, different, like, rice and then, like, a sushi, like a, like a um, piece of fish and then, like, another piece of fish on top of it. Sure. You, it's paired together in such a way that you have to eat it all at once in one bite. So he'll, like, pair you. So he'll be like, okay, you're a smaller human being, so you get a smaller piece. And, like, you're a larger person with a larger mouth, so you'll get a little bit larger piece. So he, like, he like really, like, see... It, like, he talks about it, and it's like, it sounds hokey, it sounds like a cop-out that there's no menu. Sure. But at the same time, it's like... There's this science, like, there's this mentality that he has with it. Yeah. Um... And it's just so good. Okay. It's just so interesting. The thing I was going to piggyback on that is there's also, there's a TV show that uh, Bill Hader and uh, Fred Armisen do called Documentary Now, where they make... Oh, God, so good. Yeah. Have you watched all of it? Uh, not all of it. They do one in the second series called Juan Likes Chicken, which is 
is that. They're making fun of that, which I didn't realize until you started describing it. Um, and it's about this, like, Mexican chef who you have to tr- walk, like, 40 miles off of the beaten path to get to this, like, hut where he serves the same thing every day. And it's a banana that's split in half, a cup of black coffee, um, rice with a pat of butter on top and chicken. And, like, it, do- it does the same thing where it talks about how he prepares it. Yep. And then it'll, like, cut to a shot of all of them, like, loading... Um, chicken into a pneumatic cannon and just shooting it at a wall. <laughs> That's also totally worth I, watching. I would say watch watch yours, which is Jiro Dreams of Sushi. And then watch Juan Likes Chicken from the documentary now series right Let's after. not diminish Jiro Dreams of Sushi. No, but, but it's, it is such a, like... It's, it's a parody of it. It's a parody, and it's such a close parody, because you're right. It is... The one that they do for Juan Likes Chicken is beautifully filmed, and they pick really good music. Like, it's such a good parody of it, too. Like, I was watching it uh, with Sean. It's one of our favorite shows. And uh, there's, there's another episode where they're doing one that's making fun of, like, monologists. Mm-hmm. And um, it was specifically very much making fun of, like, this guy, um, or at least it was a parody of this guy named Mike Daisy who does these monologues where he just, like, sits at a table. And those are very good in and of himself. He has a really good one. I think it's all on YouTube called The Trump Card. It's totally worth watching. But um, he's doing it, and I was laughing really hard because I was familiar with it, and Sean didn't know what it was, and I was like, we have to pause this, go watch some Mike Daisy, and come back to this for this to be funny. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's worth watching Jiro Dreams of Suji and the other one next. It's so good. Um, I highly recommend it. I love Documentary Now. Let's just talk about this for a moment. And the first time I watched it, someone was like, watch it. If you like Portlandia, you'll you'll like some of Jiro... documentary now and the first time it came on it's just like hello i'm and, Helen Mirren. Mirren. and i'm like holy shit it's Helen Mirren. like this is kind of a big deal like yes i like the one with like the the family like the old like the it's one of the very first ones um, oh oh yeah yeah the one that's supposed to be like gray gardens yeah yeah, yeah. it's so it's so good it's so good and then halfway through it becomes a horror movie yeah. it's like she sleeps like that it's like <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's anyway. get on to let's let's move on to um so this week for C, um, there are uh, Team Goop's party playlists. And so it's not really C, it's a listen, but we're going to use it for the party that we have to put together. We're going to pick one of their party playlists and we're going to listen to it as we are planning our party and through our party. Um, and then we will kind of review it on the next podcast. Good. All right. Are we ready to finally wrap, wrap it up? up? Here we go. Okay. So how much uh, of the above do we think the Goop endorsed things were useful? Almost none of it, with the exception of, like, the um, party planning guide. And even then, it's, like... It's I pretty think, basic. I think the party planning guide, there's some things that are just too complex about it. Like, I think it's overthinking mm-hmm. the, the whole party planning method. So, I would say a solid 90%. I bet 90%, maybe 95%. Easy. I'm trying to think if there was anything that was worth it this week. It might be 100% this week. It was... Well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with like a hundred percent. I'm gonna go hundred um, percent. Would we use anything that we used again? Well, we didn't watch the documentary, so it's tough to say. We should maybe go back and actually watch those. Probably. Uh, so maybe the documentaries were useful, but that's the only thing we didn't actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, would we use them again? I would not. I wouldn't have done any of the things that I did last week. Um, do we think that Martha Stewart, uh, Ina Garten, or Mother Shipe could do it better? I know my mother can plan oh, a party better than Gwyneth Paltrow. A hundred percent. I've seen her do it. Like, mm-hmm. in her sleep with children bothering her. It's... <laughs> um, 
so yeah, our percentage of poo peddling, I'm saying this is a hundred percent weak, a hundred percent weak. 100%. Is that where you're at? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that is this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we will see you on the next episode of The Goop Pod. The Goop Pod. Goop out. Goop it out. How do I pause? How do I stop recording?